welcome to the set seventh episode of the Espionage yeah. VR podcast. Wait, this is the eighth. This is the eighth. Welcome to the <laughs> vertical infinity sign episode. The decade of hate. That the decade of hate episode. Of Mario the Kart Mobius VR, VR podcast. Uh, Mario Kart. Mario Kart Oculus coming soon. Uh, this is uh, this, this one. Been having a hard time organizing this one, getting us all here, but I'm really excited about it. We're gonna do the big decade in gaming, everything that's happened, positive, negative, great, horrifying. Um, but before we hit all that, what has the squad been up to? Go ahead, Bert. I'll I feel let like you we've all. I feel like this is like when we've actually had a lot of shit to play. Um, because yeah. in the past. Um, like 48 hours, and I only say that because like two games I played today, but two days ago I tried out Kakarot when it came out. Oh god, that was fun. Kaka, Kakarot. I played it for exactly 42 minutes according to Steam, and because <laughs> of Steam's beautiful refund policy, I got my entire money back because I'm not about it. But when I, you get I, that time was, back. Yeah, I, well, I was asked by a friend, I was like, well, how much would it be? Did 42 minutes show you? And I, I, I hate that I'm like this now because. I'll reject games really quickly these days. Like, I don't give games a lot of a chance because I notice there are certain flags I notice when I first start playing a game where I'm like, hold on, I gotta back the fuck out and get my money back and I'll play this when... I was asked yesterday, how much would I buy that game for with the amount of experience I had with it? I said five bucks because it felt just fucking lifeless. And there's a lot of people on like the internet and shit that are like, "Well, that's how the show is. The show's awkward. The show's, <laughs> the like, show's no, lifeless." No, 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 no. <laughs> the no. show's lifeless. No, it's not. It's, it's not that horrible. So there's like uh, there's about there's about 3 quarters of a second after dialogue is done before a switch in the screen or a screen cut and it makes it the most awkward thing in the world because it's this extra dead time where everybody's just kind of staring and that three quarters of a second should not be there. So it it's literally like Goku. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hey. Exactly. Hey. Does, exactly. It have, does it have something to do with like the game being in another language too? Like. Yeah. Well, I surprisingly, I mean, okay. So I watched Dragon Ball Z, um, in English, obviously, um, and then it was like, like Sekiro, they did it fucking great, obviously, starting the game in Japanese. I'm not enough of that person to really hate, like, oh, it's English, so it's awkward. You know, like, that, that like, Gundam Wing, all that Toonami shit, like, I watched that in English. So I'm not, it wasn't, the, I don't think it was the English thing. But maybe, oh, shit. Okay, I see what you're saying. Well, like, okay, let me, let me say this. So... I would think that Japan, the Japanese version, their speech is shorter. No? I, I, I'm not actually sure. I, that's why I was curious. But okay, maybe not. Maybe it, the Japanese language is more because I think that's like, yeah, because I think um, in like Japanese movies, like they'll say something in Japanese and their mouth will keep moving when it's in English. So that might actually be a very, I see what you're saying now, that might be a very huge part of it because in the Japanese version, they're still talking. But actually, I still don't know because in the English version, when they get done talking, their lips are no longer moving. They're just <laughs> looking around. So if yeah. they could change that, if by fucking some weird way, they changed it to where their lips just stopped talking in the English version, then fucking cut the goddamn screen. I don't know. And, Either and, way, and, between that 
And after the dumb tutorial, you get on Nimbus and it's like, go see Chi-Chi. And I'm like, all right, let's hit this fucking world. I'm ready for this fucking RPG-like experience Dragon Ball game. You get out in the world. They're like, collect Z-Orbs to fucking upgrade your special attacks. I was like, okay, kind of, you know, like crack down. Got to collect the orbs to fucking... There are hundreds of Z-Orbs in front of you immediately. So I no line. longer give two shits about map design, world design, to all these beautiful things in the world. All I care about is these floating little orbs that are just there for you to run around and collect. There's hundreds of them immediately. So that's what I'm fucking going at. I hated it. To just describe to anyone listening who hasn't seen footage of this, um, if you ever played Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts at the beginning of the game... When they they're trying to parody collectathons poorly, they show that uh, Grunty and Banjo are each chasing after what was the main collectible in that game? The fucking feathers or some shit, whatever it was. But there's like, oh, it's the music notes, and there's seven. There is a line of seven hundred in front of each of them, and then the <laughs> game immediately calls this like this big generic thing. But then in Kakarot, that is just the game. Yep. That is just what you do. That's how I felt. That's what I said about Mario Odyssey and the Korok seeds in Breath of the Wild, but totally different. Anyway, I don't fucking recommend Kakarot. I played 42 minutes of it. Not a fan. Not a fan. So, uh, yeah, they. I, I, I don't know what it is with Dragon Ball Z games, but they just can't hit it. So that was a few days ago. Today... I started playing Gris. I bought Gris the night of the Game Awards when we did that stream, directly after that stream. I bought Gris because I was like, this shit got a lot of fucking awards and yeah. shit, nominations. Uh, this has got to be sick. That. I start playing it. Beautiful fucking game. Beautiful game, beautiful music, beautiful fucking design, the art, everything, outstanding. But goddamn, is that a game where you just walk right? <laughs> is, it like a, uh, is it like a platform or are you just walking tech it is a platformer but you're also just walking so as the game goes on there's i think five levels i believe the game is about it's very um interpretive form of displaying uh the five stages of grief i believe um and it has a very artsy way of going about it there's a lot of pieces or there's a lot of layers of this game to unpeel that you can miss or to peel that you can miss you know like if you don't explore and all this shit but dude i'm telling you like it's very slow, and you're just fucking walking. And the platforming is platforming is literally um, like level one Mario level. Like you literally are just walking until you have like three steps to jump on top of. You jump those three steps, then you keep going. So it's mainly and, it's mainly like you're moving to trigger sequences for the story. Yeah, and I there see. are there are very very basic puzzles. There's like no, you get there's like, like upgrades, really and you're able you're able to like basically turn into rock kirby then you're basically able to glide and you're basically able to do all this strictly for the puzzles that are in that stage and stuff okay and i mean if the game has its place the game is a fucking beautiful game and like the i was in discord with a dude at the time uh who loved it he, he fucking he was like honestly dude if you had a bad week or something you play that it's very relaxing like yeah the game has its place but I'm not going to finish it. Like, there's only... I think it's only, like, a three or four hour game. But I don't want to sit there just holding right and just going through these brain dead things. And I realize, like, I'm getting to that point where I need a little more from games. I realized it from Odyssey, then Luigi's Mansion, and now this. Like, those are all fantastic fucking games that I just can't appreciate to the fullest 
because fuck dude it's brainless you know mm-hmm. um if only it was apex if fucking only man if only, that, if only they that's, were that's all... brainless but that's chaos mario <laughs> legends if only yeah. you could play gris by asking the question where are we dropping boys <laughs> 100 uh 100 daughters drop into their mother's casket does gris have a search and destroy mode god um no anyway after that uh i don't know when this came out but i think this is a very recently made and early access game that gtfo game um i was wondering what you were talking about the other day yeah yeah yeah. i so i've heard a lot of people talk about this one and it was like they're like hey it's a uh it's kind of like a left for dead you know like you go underground and you've got to work as a team and blah, blah, blah. And then you look at the trailers and there's just mass fucking like zombie things coming at you and shit like this. Okay, let's try it out. They're not zombies. I get they're not fucking zombies. I don't know what they are. I've played like three hours of the game. But I tried playing it by myself the other day because I couldn't get any of my other buddies to buy it. Mm-hmm. Try playing it by myself. You cannot play that game by yourself. Uh-huh. You desperately need probably at least three people to fucking play that game because it's extremely... It's extremely stealth-based, and it's extremely team-based. And there are going to be moments when stealth goes out the window and you just got to start blowing the shit out of everything, but then it all calms back down. The game is very well designed. I'm extremely looking forward to what they do with it because um, it's done by level. Uh, I believe it's fucking procedurally generated. We all know how I feel about that. But Mm -hmm. um, you go into this level and you have to complete, like, specific tasks and every level takes about an hour or two to do and all of you have to like work in serious conjunction like you have shooting you have stealth and then when you go unlock security doors you have to all work as a team to like chase these little arrows on the floor and hit like little points they stop at to stop like an alarm from being raised it is a very unique game i i am having a fucking blast with it and i'm excited that's what i'm gonna jump into after this um love shit like that I, I think it's a very unique experience, and I'm really excited. And that was kind of where Deep Rock Galactic went. That was one of my favorite games of the decade because it's just this, like, there's a lot of things to do. There's a lot of different roles people can play as a team, mm-hmm. and it's just an amazing fucking game to get in there. Like, now it's not the division where it's fun because you're playing with your friends. It's fun because it's such a unique and well-designed game. Right, right, right. It's not fun just for the whole, like, friendship shit. Yeah. Yeah. Destiny. Um, right. So, that's what I've been up to. Hell Still yeah. haven't played Code Vein, bro. Murder. I forgot you were playing that. Yeah, <laughs> I actually, I, I I saw it the other day when I was buying. I, th- I almost bought it when I was buying uh my Xbox, and then I was like, uh, because GameStop, there's two GameStops closing near me, and uh, all the used games are like eighty percent off. All the new games are fucking like seventy or something like that. But they had Code Vein. And I was like, if I almost bought it, and I was thinking, if Bert, who absolutely adores Souls games, has not finished it, there is absolutely zero chance I will even <laughs> look at the disc inside of the case ever. So yeah. I will not be buying Code Vein. Um, yeah. But something, I, I mean, it's kind of like Neo, and I'm not going to put it on the same level as The Surge, because The Surge fucking sucked. But. There's something about it that doesn't appease me to just go back and play. Yeah. But it is what it is. That's a bummer. Um, well, I guess since I already mentioned it, I uh, I bought an Xbox One X uh, the other day because, uh, like I said, those GameStops are shutting down. So I've, been ba- I've gone to one of them a couple of times, but on my lunch break, 
the other day I went to one a little further out of the way and uh fucking uh yeah it was like I think after some gift cards that I had a couple of things I think I got it for like 188 um so I was really excited to get that and fucking finally get Game Pass and everything. Uh, for, for an X, that's a really good price. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I, uh, they had. I didn't know it was an X when you told me that. Already. Yeah, they had some other ones there for like decent prices or whatever. But uh, I definitely could have like gotten away with buying like an original Xbox One for like eighty bucks. But yeah, uh, I was like, fuck, man, I gotta get the X and at least because I'm about to. I'm building like a new entertainment center that Allison bought me, and. Uh, Got this big ass like fucking 4K TV that was also gifted to me by one of her coworkers. I'm gonna throw up. So I was like, I, I gotta get like the good one. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm stoked about that. I, the only thing I've played on it so far is I started uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order. I played a little bit of that last night. Um, and it's pretty cool, you know. Uh, super similar to Doom 2016 and how it controls and everything, but mm-hmm. a little clunkier. But uh, I'm not sure what, what else I'm gonna. Pay. I thought about they. Instead of getting the system that I had, I got, I could have bought a brand new one for a little more money that came with the Fallen Order. And I thought about yeah. playing, getting that just because I wanted to play it again. I've heard that, like, the Fallen Order has some pretty, on PS4, has some pretty bad problems. Like, frame rate issues or, like, you open a door to a boss fight and the model, like, the character model for the boss is just standing there in the generic T-pose floating <laughs> for a couple right. of seconds until you finally start fighting them and shit like that. But I've heard that... It doesn't have any of those problems on a Xbox, but mm. I still did not pick it up because uh, I just couldn't justify all that money. But I got that. What else have I been playing? Oh, because that those GameStops have been closing, I've been buying a bunch of like DS and 3DS games, mm-hmm. and uh, I bought like fucking what was it? Sonic Colors, uh, something else that I can't remember. But I also bought there's a, a an Arkham a Batman Arkham game that came out on the Vita and the 3DS oh the the black uh, black water or something yeah black uh Arkham Origins Blackgate is That's what it's it. called black water it, from Red Dead never mind yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like a side scrolling Metroidvania and I was really excited for it at first because I heard it was like six out of ten kind of vibe but uh I was like oh, I'll probably still enjoy it or whatever and I, when I first started I was really really vibing it but it is one of the most boring <laughs> Metroidvanias I've ever kind of played. Because, you know, like, obviously, when you play these games, a lot of it is going back and forth from spot to spot, area to area, you know. Your progress is gated by items and everything. But the fucking walking around in this after you've cleared out the enemies is fucking ungodly boring, dude. So I'm probably about to drop that. But uh, what else did I pick up? I picked up a hat in time. I haven't started that yet. Uh, really oh, Mario Hoops 3-on-3. Three three. That, that game the other is DS amazing. Game I, bought. I like, love that game. That game is so good. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably my favorite Mario sports game. And it's I mine, think too. It's a little too easy, but uh, one thing I forgot about it is it's kind of annoying to play because it's all touchscreen control. Mm-hmm. And so you're holding the 3DS and with your left hand, and you control the movement with that, and you do everything else with the touchscreen. But I forgot that it gets kind of annoying having to hold it, hold that system with just one hand. Yeah. So I find myself only playing it in bed and like propping the rest of the system on my fucking gut. It got a, it got a, um, for like for what it is on a handheld, it's pretty advanced when you get like dribbling shit going, like the, all the kind of cool tricks you can do. Oh yeah, because you can like uh, get a boost on your movement if you quickly change direction and dribble the right way, or like um, you, you fucking break break Mario's ankles. Oh yeah, you can fucking sweep <laughs> kick him and fuck his legs up. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think that's. I'm trying to think if I've been playing anything else. 
I haven't really been playing much else because a lot of my free time has been spent uh, working on that uh, new Vatican project that we're mm. working on, Hosian, mm-hmm. with some uh, some rejigs of some of some songs. But uh, that's fun because you know it's very much themed after like what we're talking about here. So, right, right. So I'm working on that a lot, but uh, I think that's all about all I got really going on in gaming. Um, but what about you, man, Hosian? What are you got doing? Um, what do you got going on? I mean, both of you guys have been talking about so many games, like, and I'm over, he- yeah, catching up like on a bunch of different things, and I'm still lagging because I'm every. That's what I meant. Catch the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm playing every game I fucking play. It's just somehow ends up being like a long ass game every time. Like, and I'm not even meaning to do it. Um, mm-hmm. but it's just like fuck like I, I i beat something like death stranding which took me almost 50 hours and then and then i get back into like playing yakuza and i, I just checked my progress on zero because i went back and started doing side quests because there's like 76 side missions uh and mm-hmm. i'm at like 48 or 50 already on that too and i'm like fuck dude like there is you know when you beat a game there is that like feeling of like like ah oh, that like felt good finally I get those very like in long spurts of time, and I and I've been like trying to get into something that I can kind of pick up and beat within like a weekend, and I just can't. Um, I can't. I can't figure that out. You know, man, that sucks. I I found something that would let me do that. I forgot to mention. I fucking got all the the DLC for the Spider Man. Yeah, and, see, that would be sick. Uh, that's yeah. that's awesome. Um, and, and it's like for what you're talking about, that was like the perfect amount of. It was like maybe six maybe seven hours total of like game including doing side stuff maybe right. less right so that was like the perfect amount of time yeah and then like the other game i play like tekken is like a continuous game you know there's not yeah, like yeah. a there's not that so like i i started i also over the past like since the last episode i started uh finally i started monster hunter worlds iceborne oh yeah and yeah. i started it with uh one of my mods on the discord maximilian and me and he, he helped me because he's already like end game or like far into iceborne i don't remember but uh he just helped me like get like super like far into like the beginning stages of like the story missions or whatever so like playing that with someone it has been really fun and i'm gonna hit him up again soon to do some more but that game is awesome i'm glad i finally play like playing it like in this like more seriously now um so yeah that's really the newest thing i was playing um but uh, because I was saying, like, I'm playing all these games that are super long and, like, these, like, that gratifying moment doesn't come as quick as, like, some other people. I've been watching a lot of movies lately. That's kind of what I've been doing a lot. Um, because that you can get that same feeling when you finish a movie sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and since those are shorter, I was able – I've been kind of, like, catching up on a lot of stuff. Um, I watched, like – and, and, and even in movies, like, I always go for the long thing. It's fucking, it just follows me. Like, I've been watching only Tarantino movies. And I'm like, these are three-hour movies. So it's like, why is everything I'm doing like this? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I've been watching that. Like, I, I rewatched Hateful Eight. They have an extended cut. It's, like, four hours long. Oh, um, but that's sick. Yeah, uh, I watched. I rewatched Inglorious Bastards. I saw, like, uh, The Departed, Irishman, um, a bunch of stuff. That's that's kind of lengthy but it was it was fun to finish those and like kind of get back into watching things again um Mm -hmm. but yeah uh and i know that uh as of today 
the 19th i saw that gamestop is doing the again they're doing their buy two get one free thing so maybe i'll pick some shit up um yeah i kind of want to get i tried to find a bunch of shit during that sale. i went to like seven gamestops and i didn't find anything i really wanted to spend my money on for some reason yeah i was real i was really trying to find monster hunter world right well uh, you, got, you got a chance again this time it's valid for a week so okay yeah i'll probably do some, some hunting around this yeah. week for something yeah so yeah that's really what i've been doing like just the same as last time the more yakuza and then i started monster hunter so i'm hoping and then bert was talking about like that gtfo game i never even i'm so behind that i literally don't even know what the fuck that game is yeah i did <laughs> i had so no fucking idea either games right now that yeah you know it's so hard like i mean one of while i was doing some research for this cast one of the websites had disco elysium or elysium as like their one of their top 10 games of the decade Mm -hmm. and while we were watching that award show i still had never even fucking heard of that dude and that was like such an influential fucking game apparently so right yeah another one i still have to play that i bought after that that last like like i said in the last episode this last very like piece of the of 2019 was like a like so much was going on and like everyone's like lives that does this podcast that i feel like we had to like catch up and you're doing a good job by like staying on top of some of the new shit that's coming out that's why i like that you play a lot of games quick sometimes because i can kind of already get the vibe but when you texted us about kakarot i was like damn he's already playing that like holy shit and then 45 minutes later you were done with it but that's good i'm glad i'm glad and that's what i, I like I try, that. To, I try to tell people like don't don't take my fucking word as gospel you know like there are a few people that before they play something before they do anything they'll text me and be like hey like what'd you think and i down and dirty like quick like fucking review of it for them mm-hmm. and depending on what i have to say they'll take their chance with it or they'll throw their money in because sometimes it'll be like you know hey, hey like if I, even if what i have to say is negative if it's not so negative then they'll be like okay maybe this is worth that so somebody could hear what i have to say about cat and they'll be like okay based off that i'll pay 15 bucks to try it out because i really want to try it out but i don't want to pay 60 mm. if that's how people are talking about it you know? exactly cool. yeah for sure um god i wish uh man Bert, your whole like fucking like 45 minutes in and i'm done thing i wish that i had that vibe about this fucking batman game because i'm like fucking like four hours in and hating every moment but every yeah. i fucking i'm not even bringing my switch anywhere i'm just bringing my 3ds and playing it i don't understand why i literally a, don't get why batman i keep fucking game? playing that fucking arkham origins 3ds one i was talking about earlier uh wasn't origins one the one that everybody hated from the arkham series i actually like that one Th- this is a different one this is like a uh, side-scrolling thing like a, gotcha. a side-scrolling metroidvania style thing i like origins um it's not incredible but i think it's good this one is a, a little poo poo pee pee caca kind of vibe so far. I think the quick um, like evaluation of games for me comes at the just for the fact that Steam's refund policy is if you play it under two hours and own it for less than two weeks, you get your money back. If yeah. you like no questions asked, you can get a refund. So um, most games, you know, like games that I'm really interested in, like I will play for hours and hours, but like uh, depending no man's sky i was really fucking excited about played that for like 30 minutes nope i see where this is going so it all depends fair that i think that steam return policy is fucking like legendary i wish every 
major digital distribution chain, yeah, like especially the official ones like PS4 and fucking the Switch eShop would mm-hmm. let you do that. But uh, fuck me, I guess. Won't be doing that. <laughs> um, well, cool. Well, I guess we should dive into the big topic, which is a very big, big, big topic, which, uh, you know, One we did this days. big... It's been an entire decade of playing fucking games, an entire decade of aging slowly and existential misery and all that jazz. But we figured it'd be cool to fun to kind of like just run down some of our our favorite like personal memories of everything, some of the big events, some of the things that seemed like they were really, really gonna fucking matter and then kinda totally shit the bed, like fucking three D gaming. Or three D TVs. That's that's the real thing. That's the real fucking like Thing that came, came and went, went so fucking in flames, dude. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they they made their fucking money off of it. Like, I I want to see the motherfuckers that bought 3D TVs because those things Timmy Starrett, my uh my boss actually is like one of the few like flag holders for like defending the 3D TV. He was like, what I actually fuck? really like it. And I was like, I've never messed with one, so I have no idea how they even work because they kind of like they the for the price when they came out. I was like, I'm not. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah. And the last expensive. thing I want to do is. When I'm watching a TV or a movie or anything like that, is wear a fucking like 3D glasses and shit. You know what's even worse than that though is when you're watching and then the batteries in the glasses die. Yeah, they, they, were, they were battery <laughs> operated. Yeah, a lot of I don't remember what about them. Like, cause it wasn't just a like a filter, a filtered yeah. lens. There was something with lighting that had to happen inside uh, there, or it might have been tracking where your eyes were, so you could sit in all different places. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if those sense. batteries died, like. It just went to shit. So I'm, I watched a few movies at Tim Starrett's house that way, and uh, it was definitely like a funny novelty. But yeah, I could never, God, I could never. Over. I'm really glad that that ended. Yeah. Um. But I guess so. Let's just like run down some shit that happened in like the be- the beginning of this decade. You know, like I don't think I was really diving deep back into gaming until maybe like 2011 or 2012. Mm-hmm. I stayed in it because. I was in, I, I went on my first deployment in July, I want to say I left, July of 2010, um, I left for Afghanistan the first time, mm-hmm. um, so that year, like, I mean, it, Marines, Army guys, or whatever, motherfuckers that just live in the barracks all day, they know, like, two things, they know going out and getting fucked up at bars and strip clubs and stuff at night, but during the day, everybody's on a fucking Xbox or PS4. I don't know what the fuck they're playing now, but everybody had a fucking Xbox back then. That was it. So it's like, imagine Call of Duty, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this is when, like, Modern Warfare 2 and shit had just come out. Um, and it was prime fucking time, you know? Mm-hmm. This was in the prime of the Xbox 360's uh, console lifetime lifespan. And there, to this day, I don't believe there's ever been a better fucking online connected system um, console yeah. that is... Uh, and that's kind of what Tom was saying, was, like, what came and went. Sadly, I firmly believe that the Xbox 360 was a damn near perfect fucking console. It's peripherals, the shit that, like, came with the box, that came with uh, the Xbox Live starter packs, the deal you got with Xbox Live, the games, the connectivity, the interface, Then the connect dropped. What's that? Then the connect. Yeah, yeah, out. that, I'm not talking about that, but, um... They like all of that shit was perfect. Yeah. And then the Xbox One comes out, and where is it all? Where was everything you perfected? Right. Your peripherals are like 
the cheapest things, like, you, you could break them taking them out of the fucking box. Like, the older headsets, I used to take that damn Bluetooth headset and just whip it fucking halfway across the hallway and, like, hit somebody in the face with it and then they stomp on it because they're pissed off at me and it was, it was fine. And now these things are just, like, the cheapest, they're like fucking icy straws that you put in your fucking <laughs> ear and you gotta talk into and stuff. Yeah. Um, dude, like, the, the inner, when... You know what? Actually, what you said has some serious fucking relevance. So, interconnect. Now, everybody's doing the motion tracking and shit like that. Thank God that fucked off. Mm -hmm. They left that for the fucking Wii and shit. That was was Nintendo's doing, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, But the whole, like, your body is the controller. Yeah, connect comes out. Well, I mean, there was either that or... PlayStation, you know, gave you a dildo. So yo, I'm fine. I don't with know wagon. if y'all enjoyed that too, putting that up your ass as Sony fans and shit. But me, I didn't <laughs> care about the fucking connecting. What pissed me off about the connecting? Because the fact that Sony, the fact that Hoseon said this, he probably doesn't even know why he was so correct that that all ended with the connect. That rhymed because the Xbox 360 and its Blades interface, it's like dashboard. Was fucking perfect, dude. Was that flawless. was the, I, I. I remember that. And like yeah. when you could hit the X button and all this shit comes up, it was perfect. The tabs, yeah. Connect when Connect comes in, they needed a system with bigger buttons and a more user-friendly interface, specifically for the Connect. And there was no option. You had to have this dumbass Windows 8 failed fucking interface. Yes. And it was just blocky squares all over the place because you're supposed to put your hand up and the Kinect can recognize your hand as a as a cursor. Yes. They're still fucking using that to this day. Yeah. They don't even use the Kinect anymore. The Xbox One X doesn't have a fucking connector for the Kinect. Yeah. Even though the original Xbox One came with one. But that like it's they're still on this semi Windows 8 looking interface and it's the worst, worst fucking thing in the world, and that's that's where it fucking died. Yeah, I mean, this this generation started with like things starting to move away, like into like a new like the whole motion thing, kind of in yeah. a way. But it was also like a very prime time for like Xbox 360, and then honestly, the beginning of this generation was when the PS3 actually started to finally make some like real moves, because like. When it first came out for four or five years, the PS3 was pretty much stupid, like kind of a useless thing if you wanted to compare it to the 360. Yeah. Um, and then when that, when that, uh, when the first PS3 Slim came out, which I don't remember the exact date when that went. It might have been 2010, or it might have been that year. Uh, is when you started to see them actually start doing real things like Uncharted 2 and the God of War 3 and mm-hmm. all that stuff started happening, and that's when you started to see the beginning footsteps of where, how the PS4 is today because they started to change their focus more. Um, yeah, September of 2009 was r- when the Slim came right. out. Right, so it was around that time. I remember because I got a PS3 when that Slim uh, was came out. Yeah, um, so and, did I. And that was around like a... I got it maybe... I don't remember the... You said September? September of 09. I got mine in November of 09. Um, yeah. And because uh, uh, I got Infamous and Arkham Asylum... Uh, with that and then yeah so that's when that whole shift started to change and that's kind of when like the connect was like being introduced i could be wrong but i I think i remember that and um that was the whole like the avatars and all that stuff because the wii was doing all that shit and like that's when you started to see that that like beginning like blueprint for like what the systems in the future were going to try to focus more on 
And uh, when the X well, that's what was crazy is that the 360 and the PS3 launched as video game consoles. Mm -hmm. That might have been why their interface and their connectivity online and shit like that was so perfect because that's what they had in mind when the Xbox One and the PS4 came about. Okay, they're now they're realizing like fuck their entire marketplace. What are they using their consoles for? You know, gaming, movies, well, it was a little, maybe fucking internet, all this crazy shit. It was a little opposite, I think, because when the 360 launched, it was a year before the PS3 came out. And uh, the 360 was like the game console. And when PS3 came out, they were trying to do the, we're the all entertainment thing. We're the, we're well, the, they did the Blu-ray. Yeah, we're like the Blu-ray thing. We're the sound yeah, system they, they, thing. It was Blu-ray, but I'm talking about Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Right. Because right. now, people don't have cable. They watch live tv through their fucking multimedia boxes and shit whatever that may be oh, yeah. the easiest thing for it to be or the tv or just does that shit <laughs> yeah tv uh, oh i don't know about y'all's tv but my expensive ass 4k tv the online connectivity for it sucks cock oh compared yeah. to my xbox <laughs> yeah i know i know <laughs> smart tv's <laughs> bad wi-fi yeah every smart tv that i've ever used or i've had uh ran worse than like I've had I've had experience I've had Minesweeper experiences that were fucking better oh. than that shit, dude. Straight up, like, uh, I don't know. I think like the like you guys said that was a, this is definitely the beginning of like gaming devices being used as like they're not just gaming tools anymore. Now they're multimedia yep. devices, which I think uh, is totally fine and understandable. The big thing that I think. Uh, the the connect or not the connect but the three the fucking Xbox One is definitely what took the the what really got screwed over the most out of all the other out of every system released over this last ten years in trying to be possibly this big ever. multimedia device uh, possibly ever also I think where you were talking about how like like number one like when it came out and it you had you had to have a connect with it um yeah do you remember yeah. that that was a yeah. uh, that was one of the things that I just truly didn't understand. Like it was like funny, entertaining to go to your friend's house and they're watching a movie, and you just go, "Hey Xbox, turn off," and like, yeah. you know, that was funny. You know what? I missed that because I, uh, I I loved having my connect and be like Xbox on or something when I come into the room or some shit like that. Yeah, it was it was it was it was weird. But if you're not, if you don't have like friends over, even if you have friends over, honestly, it was convenient. Mm -hmm. But it, like, obviously, they didn't need that. Obviously, they had a vision. Maybe they were a little too early in their execution because, for all we know, in ten years, maybe the only fucking way to turn your Xbox or your PlayStation or your Amazon Game Box on is to look it dead in the fucking eye, you know, with face <laughs> recognition or some shit. You know what I don't like? Derail this for two seconds because we're on this topic. I want to get this out. The TVs now, you, do you realize the agreements you have to comply with before you're able to use their online services? Yeah, a guy from, I, uh, I agreed to something on my new TV the other day, and about three days later, a guy from Panasonic came over and he stole half the fruit that I had at my house. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like, what bothers me about that is everybody freaks out about the Xbox. Like, oh, you need to connect. They're going to be watching me jerk off or something. I was like, dude, every fucking TV now, if you want to watch your shitty Netflix on your TV, TV has a fucking camera in it. That's a fucking sensor. Like, I don't know what the fuck is to see with it. I'm not doing the whole Big Brother thing, but it is 
fucking crazy that you have to agree to like all these information collections and stuff like this yeah or you cannot use the tv to its full potential but that i guess that's everything now yeah patriot act whatever but um you know the xbox doesn't have a fucking camera in it the tv does my so. computer asked me like 90 questions before i could even do any press start button when yeah. i first got like this I, I make fun of people with the duct tape over the laptop camera but you might you might come in my room <laughs> and i got fucking duct tape over my lg my webcam came with like a piece that you can put over <laughs> i've seen them doing that yeah yeah it's probably like secret kind of government thing where they can see through the piece right so, they, right. so you don't tape it yeah but yeah, so at the beginning of the fucking 2010s, <laughs> what do we got? We got fucking Borderlands, Demon Souls just came out. All these crazy fucking games that are like, you know what? We're going to do this new shit, and you're going to fucking like it for the next 10 years. It's, and yeah. we did. It's games that laid the, crazy gr- shit. laid the groundwork for like even what you see today, dude. That's what I want to talk about. Yeah. So when I was looking at this fucking episode, I was like, what do I want to talk about? So all the big games, Skyrim, GTA 5, all this shit, Fortnite, what came before it? Do we, see, in a year, it's easy to look at a game, and it's easy, okay, so Skyrim 2011, I think. It's easy to look at Skyrim and be like, but look what came before it. That's why Skyrim's so perfect, because Oblivion, Morrowind, Daggerfall, all that shit came before it, and let it get refined and shit like that, okay. Skyrim takes the fucking crown in 2011. Cool. But now we're in a decade. Where now we can look at Grand Theft Auto 4 and Grand Theft Auto 5. Personally, I um I thought Grand Theft Auto 4 was much more impressive than Grand Theft Auto 5 strictly because the leap of um strictly because the leap in from San Andreas to four was insane the leap and level of detail right um so uh, what do we what do we consider was like the the crazy fucking game was it the one that just refined all the bells and whistles because of what came before it mm-hmm. or was the game of the decade or the game in that series to really look at was it gta 4 um i think i think five takes a lot of leaps in like a Maybe less like noticeable way, I guess you could say. Like the yeah, it's refined, it's fine too. Right, right. Uh, but then you also have like the multi-changing characters, which was really sick. And uh, yeah, um, and the scope of the game is like f- triple the size of four. So like it's like those like those kind of things. As far as like San Andreas to four, there was there was a literal technological like physical advancement too um, that like you could consider like being a bigger leap. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but I think, I think f- I would personally say five. I think as a game, not just in a technical stance, but like in like how much ground it covers as far as like storytelling yeah. and gameplay and direction of like the art. Direction. I think the story for five was phenomenal. I, I think story for five will stand. Fucking crazy. Not only just the story, but the voice acting and the performances. I think I would say that that's probably uh, top five like favorite games of the last ten years for me. Yeah, and then but it can't, you can't forget like GTA Four. You know, it had the Russian thing going on. In oh there. yeah, there was Ballad of Gay Tony. I, what was the motorcycle? Oh, uh, one? Uh, Lost and Damned. Yeah. Oh, that I, was sick. I loved Four. Sheer Terror on the fucking uh, Chatterbox or whatever the fuck the radio station. Yeah, I th- I thought Four had a really great story as well. They're both they both did a lot in that time. Um, yeah, Four was really fucking laid the frown foundations for like. Uh, GTA Online and shit. Oh, that that yeah. crazy fucking mess that that is. Now, so here's my thing: is five, and we are beat bopping around a bit and shit like that. But five was like, 
Dude, like, where the fuck did, um... Five was, um... I'm Oh, the heist. So, five, if everybody believe, remembers the, uh... The goddamn... What am I trying to fucking talk about? I have no idea, man. Five... Oh, the online in the beginning was a fucking nightmare. It didn't work. Yeah. It launched broken. And, launched and then late. heist didn't get there till a day later. Yeah, it launched late as hell, too. You know what? I'm an idiot. I'm getting the dates mixed up. Four came out in fucking 2008. Uh-huh. <laughs> but... Are we talking about the last thinking, decade like, now? Yeah. Moving yeah. on. I didn't know it was that fucking... Because I was thinking, I was like, man, I want to do like Oblivion and Skyrim, but Skyrim came out like the beginning of the decade. So right. that's, where I, that's where I was at looking at all of this because you can still reference, you know, like Dota came out in like 2003, but League of Legends came out in like 2010, 2011, I think. So... League of Legends was one of the top five biggest games in fucking this decade. Right. You know, but understand, I mean, there's always the, where did that come from, you know? Um, yeah, like, I think, like you were saying, like, that early, that, that around 2010, 2011 is when we started to see, like, the framework for what a lot of games are today, but just in a different way, like uh, uh, Borderlands. When did Borderlands come out? Like, 2011, right? I think it was 2000, late 2009. A lot of the biggest games like of that early 2010s era and stuff like that. So if Jeff Keighley can give games that came out last year awards for this year, we can call October 2009 a release date as part of this generation. Oh yeah, fair enough. And like, so yeah, yeah, Border- Demon Souls 2009. Yeah, and but even um, still, Border- Dark Souls came out in 2011, so that's like still pretty fucking early. Uh, but what came before it? Oh, of course, Demon Souls. The framework, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, and that's and that's where I'm like, because I always have to ask, like, why the fuck is Dark Souls a much more household name than Demon Souls? Like the amount of people that play Dark Souls, the amount of people that play Demon Souls is crazy fucking different. Why? I, I think it's because sometimes the pioneer of like something doesn't get the recognition. It's always the next thing. Like I think, uh-huh. like Dark Souls, for, yeah, you- like Dark Souls was a refined version of demon souls in that time span so like that's when it took off because that's when the kinks were kind of like worked through and i think people can attach that name better to than demon souls or or like the demon souls was only on ps3 exactly that yeah yeah. that plus like dark souls went to xbox well demon souls gives you the like because demon souls is what built up the hype and the name and the word of mouth around that whole idea. And so then all the people that felt like it was too late for them to get in on Demon Souls were like, oh, I can just check out this next version of it. But that's a little uh, pro tip for all creatives out there. Uh, never be the first one to the dance. You always got to be number two, maybe number three. And then if you're anything after that, no one's ever going to care. I mean, it ha- and, no. and like, you know, Bert was saying, Demon Souls was a PS3 exclusive. So like when Dark Souls came out, I think by that time, people were always wondering what the hell Demon's Souls was. And then when they found out it was the same uh, developer, creator, whatever, they were like, okay, I'll try this. And then they kind of took off. Because I remember yeah. when Dark Souls came out and I had already played Demon's Souls and I bought that shit already. So when Dark Souls, I was surprised that like it was well-received as it was because I was like, man, nobody fucking liked Demon's Souls from at least a friend group that I had. Uh, yeah. So I was kind of shocked. I guess people were were like very open to like the fact that this game is beating your ass constantly yeah because it's it's crazy that like we've gotten so many different versions and remasters and shit of souls but demons is like nowhere to be found you know i, I know think a demon souls remaster is coming like soon 
I know it's in the works, but dude, like how many fucking Dark Souls and all that shit remasters and ports can we get before Demon Souls gets any attention? It's way the fuck back there on the PS3. It's just gonna come out and put everybody to like knock everyone out. If it, I if mean, it I, I fucking hope it's the same experience. Yeah. Um, Hashtag FF7R. <laughs> yeah. The fucking kryptonite. But like, you know, that like moving on a little bit more into it, like Borderlands Two came out, and that that I feel like Borderlands kind of like went into shadows for a long time, while other games started to like kind of take take the helm. I love that honestly, mm-hmm. because I think that's what made Borderlands Two so special. Um, and I mean, I would be interested in going back, I don't know, maybe Tom would know this, like, what was the, what were the years in between Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3? The original Mario Brothers yeah. 1, 2, and 3? Fuck, man, that is, uh, I do not have the answer to that question, I absolutely don't. I'm gonna say, off the top of my head... 3 was 88. That works. 2 was 88. No. What? This doesn't matter. This doesn't make sense. Also, make sure you're talking about the correct Super Mario Brothers 2. Super Mario Brothers 3 came out on my birthday, the actual day I was born. Uh, Look at a, that. Wow. You're a cute, you're a cute little guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're a fucking cute little dude, scamp. Dude, Abraham Lincoln, Bert, and Super Mario 3, February 12th. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, like I was, I was almost thinking, like maybe that's why those games are so special. You know the difference. But that's a totally different ball game. But Borderlands Two was a fucking gem. Mm-hmm. That game was fucking outstanding. So, um, so what games like in between? Let's see. Borderlands Two was uh, twenty twelve. So that's about three years in between. There's a lot that came out in those three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, but it, it wasn't even that Borderlands took a backseat. It was just the fucking powerhouses that came out. I mean, yeah, you like, had, like, even, like, the Batman games were, like, a huge shift in, like, oh, comic book games are good. That was in that time period, that, like, beginning of uh, this decade. Like, uh-huh. uh, that and that plus, like, action platformers were, like, starting to be a thing. Like, Uncharted kind of took the helm. And then you started to see a bunch of fucking games do that whole thing poorly. Um yeah. And you saw the, you know, God of War games like that started to take a dip out of the scene. Like, because there was no Devil yeah. May Cry. There was and God of Final War. Final Fantasy really started to shoot its dick off. Yeah. You had, like, that whole hack and slash genre started to fade away because you don't see Ninja Gaiden. You didn't see God of War that much anymore after three. And then Devil May Cry was fucking the last one that came out recently that got anyone excited. It's been, like, fucking ever since the game like that kind of, like, made a splash um it's crazy because i liked four i could run the fuck out of four oh, i thought four was good but the, even still wasn't that like a seven year gap there uh yeah 2014 um it's 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 wild that like what were the middle years of the 2010s because there are so many fucking powerhouses i i think about like these years and like where i was at like in the military and what barracks room i was at after which deployment and, um, like, I can remember gaming fucking hardcore as a motherfucker before my first deployment. But my second deployment, I feel like I got into so many other things. Yeah. And it was like Halo Reach. You know, like, if I went home to play something, I was playing Halo Reach. Like, what else was I mean, there? I know? mean, like, those middle years, 
were games that you couldn't even catch me playing their versions of them today. Like, remember Battlefield Bad Company 2 and all that shit? Like, that was taken over those middle God. years, dude. Yeah. The, the, mid- was... the middle years were shooter fucking heaven, dude. Yep. Like, um, like Halo and fucking... Um, and Call of Duty and Battlefield, like there was that real competition between the Bad two. Company Two, March of 2010. That game. That's what I'm saying. Those the, early no, years in the 2010s and shit, they were fucking hitters. It, what the fuck came out? It, it's kind of crazy to think like you can. We now that we're actually like putting it under a microscope, we can see like the blueprints laid out, but we just didn't notice them at the time. We're just playing the yeah. games and we're like, oh fuck, this is awesome. But then. Now, now you look at like how far things have come for better. Oh, you or know worse. why it's fucking me up is because there were the new consoles that came out in 2013. Exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that this this decade was like that like little bit of time before the new ones came out too, and then that whole thing was a fucking yeah because they were at the end of their lifespan and I mean they were just all that was prime. The fucking new consoles came out so goddamn early. And we had a, you know yeah. they're having so many problems. You know, we're paying $500 for a fucking console. It can't do 1080p. It can't do 60 frames on fucking 720. Come the fuck on, man. Why did why 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 did the video game industry fucking do this? I mean, like the, when the new console play. came out, everything kind of reset itself a little bit with like we got to start over again and not be excited about anything that's coming out for a long time. Yeah, Call of Duty Ghost was a fucking launch title. And and didn't the Wii U come out before Rise. all of this stuff or was it a little bit later than everything? Uh, it was first. Yeah. The Wii U was first, okay, yeah, and that that yeah, was, that even had its own like s- shit. I think shit Xbox launch. One came out a week before the PS4. I think it was a month, right? Was it? I think it was a month. Yeah, somewhere around. It, but it, it was it was in a, like a year, like the last last generation. But um, yeah, because I remember when I got the new consoles, I was excited for like Plants and Garden Warfare or whatever. Too. <laughs> yeah, like that was the cool shit coming out. Because otherwise, it was just Call of Duty Ghost was dumpster tier fucking. Rise and all the other things were dumpster tier. Well, at least you didn't have to play Knack like me. Yeah. Dark Souls <laughs> 2 was right around the corner, though. I played that Knack was... a year and a half ago. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, man. Was it okay? How, how are you? I had a good time. Okay. <laughs> at least it's better than playing Lair, that's for sure. I didn't play Lair. I played Jesus, Knack. that goddamn um, game. Yeah, no, like, the the intro to like, the new systems um, didn't really... I don't think really caused a wave like it did like the PS3 and the 360 time period. Yeah, because okay, so the 360, Perfect Dark Zero, for all intents and purposes, it was. I loved that fucking game, dude. Like I, I get it. Nothing compares to the original Perfect Dark, but the 360 online network at launch, and then Perfect Dark Zero, because you had Call of Duty Two. Call of Duty Two was one of the best graphical leaps for consoles and like to show how where consoles were going because you go from the xbox to call of duty 2 god damn dude i was going to walmart that was like the last time i went to somewhere to try out a system and i was going to walmart and shit to fucking try to play call of duty 2 again just to fucking see like the fucking grit on the iron on the gun and the dust and crazy ass fucking atmospheric effects it was crazy and then the gameplay like the fucking sound effects and the feel of all these weapons and stuff that bitch felt fucking good the online was trash. The online was like, I mean, they, they was, this was before you had to have a reward system. This was before there had to be some crazy fucking leveling up system, you know? Like, it really shows what, like, Modern Warfare fucking streamlined for all this shit because Call of Duty 2 was just deathmatch. It was just like, deathmatch, hey, you're put in here, go fucking kill people, great, you won or lost. 
um but perfect dark zero like there were the achievements were what really brought everybody into everything but other than that dude it was just it was just a fun ass fucking game to play um there was so many different ways you could play so many different weapon and purchase and buyouts and stuff like that the uh like counter-strike buy system like in the beginning god damn it was fucking amazing yeah. um and then so those were the games mm-hmm. those were the games that launched for the 360 like among others we're not going to talk about Cameo, but those were the fucking games, you know? And you got you look at the games for the new consoles on PS3 or 4 and Xbox One, and I'm just like, dude, what are we fucking doing here? I think it was a, it's depressing. It, I think is at first it was a, a battle between them for something else that had nothing to do with, like, actual just straight playing a game. I feel like it was... Yeah, it's, it's the cartoon where, like... The two people get into a fight trying to do something for one person, and it just becomes about them against the other one, and they're asserting dominance. And then the person they originally cared about just gets left in the dust. Yeah, and and, and moving into this this part of the uh, generation when the when the PS4 and the and the Xbox One came out, like that's kind of the big introduction to like things that we hate today, which is like microtransactions, heavy shit. Yeah, that was a big thing, and I know a lot of I think most people actually that that I know fucking hate that shit and that. That was a really strange time to be like into video games because I was like, "What the fuck is this like shit?" So, yeah, that was a that was a big uh, red flag for me when I was like getting into the PS4 and all that stuff. I was like, "Do I have to pay for everything I fucking do?" And that's still big today, but that's one one big yeah. thing that I want to you know touch on as far as like moving into this gen. I I tell everybody, I explain to everybody that like the reason I was never a fucking PC gamer. The reason I am a PC gamer is because of how fucking terrible the new consoles and their launch was and just how much just you could tell like gamers and their customers were not taken into mind whatsoever. Mm-hmm. The like Xbox One in particular, like I didn't buy I bought a PS4 on launch just to flip it. Because the PS3 was crazy for that, but I only made like a hundred bucks, whatever. I only had to wait in line for like an eight hours or so. It wasn't bad. <laughs> um, so the these dude, like I remember the Xbox One, like everything about it, everything was just and fuck Larry Herb, dude, like the fucking spokesperson for all this shit, just trying to be like this fucking snake ass motherfucker selling you this shit, trying to be like, oh well, you know the fucking the the port on the bottom for the headsets was you needed an adapter that wasn't even out at launch to use third-party headsets. So everybody that had their fucking $300 Astros or Turtle Beaches couldn't use them on the horrible fucking, the really nice Xbox One controller, but could not use them. You had to use the shitty-ass fucking headset that came with this dumbass system. That thing fucking sucked cock. Mm -hmm. And so finally, when this goddamn adapter comes out with the fucking um, uh, little auxiliary input or whatever for the headphone jack... That bitch is twenty five fucking dollars. And I'm like, so you put this in there? Their their idea was they're like, our input provides a higher quality audio or something. Oh yeah. I was like, so you want to give me higher quality audio with this shitty fifty cent headset and not let me use this three hundred dollar headset they use in every goddamn video competition, video game competition across the fucking world. Uh, every every system Dude, was doing their their proprietary thing at that time. I wanted to fucking light somebody on fire. Yeah. Nah. I was so fucking furious because I was just like, where the 
fuck is this shit? It was around the same time, a couple months later, Dark Souls 2 gets released. The fucking network test in Japan. The previews for it all looked beautiful. The shadows, the lighting, everything. The game launches. You could tell they ripped the fucking graphics in half for shit to fucking um, be able to like run it. Mm-hmm. And I... I was I was almost done right there. I was about to go play golf or something, dude. I was so fucking. <laughs> You're about to move into a new today. hobby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, dude, I was so fucking fed up. So that's when I built a PC. Like, I was like, I don't want to be a part of this console shit anymore. Mm. It's still fucking peasant shit, dude. Like, I, I look at so much shit going around, so many games that are fucking held back because of that nonsense. And it's I totally blame the console wars for that and them just trying to take all these dumbass fucking shortcuts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But. Without all that, so um, I get started on that, and I mean, dude, I didn't touch my fucking Xbox. Late 2014, early 2015, that's when shit actually started. You had the Master Chief Collection, which was like godsend for Halo fans. Didn't work for six months. Thanks a lot, fucking 343. Arkham Knight on the PC. Um, (laughs) That was fun. So what I love about that, it worked flawlessly. On my PC. <laughs> my brother, my, for I, my brother, I, my dude. brother was like, dude, I don't get it. Why are people complaining, man? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but it was like it was like the Red Ring of Death. Like 99% of fucking people, just it just couldn't run on their machines. There was no fix or anything. To the point where they were like, you know what? No questions asked. If you bought this game, you can get a refund. I 100%ed that game and got my fucking refund. How Rocksteady because... is still alive, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> so that... Uh, Bloodborne came out in 2015. That was like oh, huge the, for fucking. The Bloodborne life. release is kind of when we were talking about the Pioneer thing. Like that was like that was like a new Pioneer, even though it was still like something that was existing. I think that's another huge. That was like it breathed fucking, such life that, into the fucking PS4. Like that was like holy shit, we have that was their killer app. You I mean, know? like God, that damn. was PS4's like like kind of like their their godsend miracle in a way because it was like which is which is wild because you would think it's kind of like a niche cult title series or whatever how however big it is it's weird it's you know it's weird because it was like so new for us to like to believe you know it was like why Mm -hmm. is this like how is it this game gets lucky every time to be like in the spotlight and then when you when you talk to anyone dude like they will I know so many people who are just like, oh, Bloodborne's the best fucking game I've ever played. Or be- or yeah. it's the best PS4 game. Or it's or it's my favorite Souls game. Or something like that. I'm just... It's cool. Like, I'm surprised, but it's cool. I'm happy that it's like something like that. Um, yeah, that was Bloodborne... I, I mean, we, even when that game came out, though, like, technically speaking, it was a... It was kind of a nightmare. Those like three minute load screens and shit. That that would really? that was a PS4. The Xbox One and the PS4 launched. Yeah, through a lot of updates. They launched week already kind of behind in the hardware uh, aspect. Uh-huh. So like that was that rocky start, and that's why you saw the uh, the PS4 Slim and the Xbox One whatever like come sooner than it than like last generation's versions of that because um, they were trying to like fight that battle because PC. I want to say in this generation made a bigger made, made a bigger uh, footprint in in this generation than it did in previous because I think a lot of what like the industry was trying to do in like the middle years of this generation was trying to actually compete with PC and that's why they and so. that's why yeah. they were doing the whole you anyone could be a streamer blah 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 you know yeah. what I'm saying like and I think them trying to compete with a pc is a losing battle like there's literally nothing you can do about that um 
that's that's something we didn't talk about in the beginning was the inception of Justin TV, which just became uh, Twitch. That might have been that was probably top three biggest things that happened in video games this decade, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, we when you and I tried doing this podcast a couple years ago with uh, my buddy Meacham. We, at the end of one of our, you know, rough cut episodes, we asked each other, like, what's the biggest thing in the past 10 years that's happened in video games? And Meacham, I think he said, you know, the the mainstream or the, and like, the an introduction of um, an ease of access to independent video games. Because I remember Meacham was, like, telling me about Cave Story. And that dude, the creator of that, would basically just, like, make this insane game and give it away to people for free. Mm-hmm. To, for free. And then he, like, got involved with Nintendo and some, like, back and forth and bad shit was going on. So, but this dude made insane fucking games. It was just out there for free. Mm-hmm. Like, Bashi. Like, I want to be the Bashi and, and I want to be the guy and shit like that. You just go to the guy's website and download it. But that's not that accessible. Mm-hmm. So now I sign on to my Xbox and there's hundreds and thousands of independent titles that I can fucking download from anybody for $2, you know? I don't have to pay $60 yeah. for every single fucking game. That is fucking crazy. Yeah, we, it, um, we, we, can, we can even just head into that direction because, like, indie games were just fucking, like, that's taken over, you know? Yeah, I don't want to because that's a sub part of what I'm about to say. Okay. Um, we'll get to yeah. that in a second, but... That's what Meacham said. He was probably pretty fucking spot on. That might have been the biggest thing that happened in the decade because, like, look where fucking video games are and what is cool now because of that. But my thing was um, it was the genre, essentially, that Dark Souls created or what it did for the action RPG. Mm-hmm. And that I said that a couple years ago. That was... You know, that was before Sekiro, obviously, before Neo, before a lot of other things. Um, But I thought I was kind of like just kind of reaching at that point. I might have been a little bit of a fanboy. But now after this decade, like there's a lot of people in the video game industry that would agree with me. That some of the heaviest hitters and a lot of fucking games are not afraid to just be brutally fucking painful. Um, And it might be some of them are an obvious reflection on that. Some of them. It might have just been a little inspired by that. Like we've all heard, you know, Cuphead. Oh, it's 2D Dark Souls and all that shit. Get the fuck out Super of here. Super Luigi U. You know, <laughs> Salt and Sanctuary is 2D Dark Souls. Don't be fucking calling Cuphead fucking Dark Souls because it's difficult. But, yeah, not everything needs to be Dark Souls. But stuff like that. Like, I, I felt good thing knowing that, like, I wasn't just in the minority. That Like, it's obvious now mm-hmm. that that was such a huge fucking influence across all video games. And yeah, shit. I mean, it, it kind of, like... As as your hack and slash action games kind of like fizzled out a little bit, that's kind of what took over in a way, and that's kind of what like I would consider like kind of like an evolution to that in certain aspects. Yeah. Um, I guess that's like what we were talking about Borderlands, and what I thought like Borderlands Two was special because Borderlands kind of faded off. Like that might be why everybody's just like fucking nutting over Devil May Cry Five. It's an amazing game, but it's also we haven't seen that Ninja Gaiden fucking went. Down in flames. Oh, yeah. They, Devil, uh, God of War almost, like, very, just, like, grew up and, like, did some, like, real mature shit and went in some crazy they, directions. Yeah, they're in a different lane at this point. Um, and um, what were the other big ones? Oh, well, we, we saw, um, you know, you have your Bayonettas. That kind of took place of a lot of things, yeah. too. Uh, I know um, Platinum Games does a good job of, like, 
giving you that arcade feel that like Devil May Cry de- uh, did and does. And I would say that they kind of are at the helm. They took the helm of being that thing. Like when I when you see a Platinum Games do a game like Devil May Cry, you're like, I'm gonna check this out. I know Tom yeah. uh, even got Astral Chain. Um, I don't know if uh, I haven't played Bayonetta two uh, yet, but Bayonetta one I thought was really sick too. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's cool. It's weird to see like those dips of like certain genres come and go within the same ten year span. Because um, we at the beginning is when we stopped seeing that, and then now you can I can count like five games that are just like that that we hadn't had. Yep. Tom, what about you? What was the middle of your decade like? Uh, Welcome back. <laughs> fuck, I don't even know. Um, nice. Uh, I think for me, the fucking in the middle of the decade, I didn't really. I honestly, I wasn't really doing like gaming a lot in the middle of the decade. I had shit going on at like the beginning, and then uh, kind of like lot. when you were really doing traveling with like bands and shit. No, like I that? couldn't. I couldn't play games because I was traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, like the be like the beginning of the decade was like when I got like you know I finally bought a like a PS3 and then because I bought one really and I got like a 3DS and shit like that. But the middle, of, the only thing I did in like 2014 up through like maybe I don't know fucking uh, up until I bought a PS4 in early 2016 was uh, just Nintendo stuff. That I got into like retro collecting really hard. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when I was home, that was before like the bubble burst. So you know I was buying like hu- like hundreds of gamecube games and like genesis uh so what, when you like jumped that. into the the 2010s generation you already had a lot of cool things to choose from then so you probably went like heavy on like experimenting with shit uh no i mean not really honestly 2010s like the beginning of 2010s is kind of like when i when we did the big episode about like gaming droughts and everything mm-hmm. That's kind of when that happened. Like, the beginning of the 2010s, I didn't really have a lot to play. I'm saying and when then, uh, you did get into it, you already had a good amount because it was later. No, I mean, yeah, but by the time I finally did get into it, like, most of the shit, like, there was a lot. Like, I was pretty deep into each generation. Like, when I bought a PS3, it was pretty late into the PS3's life. And when I bought a PS4, it was like, Which is even kind of smart, too, getting in. into the generation at that point, you already have, um, like, a list of things. You, you can kind of just fucking, like... There's no waiting around. Like you're like, oh, Uncharted. I heard that's good. I'm gonna try that. Or Batman. Yeah, I mean that part is definitely nice. But the thing that kind of like sucks about that is like, uh, you kind of I kind of like lost motivation to play a lot of like, a lot of those games because I, I was so far out of like the converse like the social aspect, like the conversation. Okay. Because I felt like uh, that was a period where like, uh. Like you guys were talking about Borderlands a ton. Like I never, I have literally never played a Borderlands game. Uh, I've like tried them before, but I've never extensively played them because, like, by the time I like had the systems to do it or whatever, like all of my friends had moved past them. And you that know? is a big social aspect game. Yeah. So like, I'm not gonna fucking go through Borderlands on my own. That uh, that doesn't sound very like appealing to me. No, definitely. But um, but yeah, the, like the midpoint was really just like retro gaming for me because i don't think it got really really expensive to like do retro gaming stuff up until maybe like late 2015 mm-hmm. is when like the youtube community really started popping off for it and so as soon as that hit like every every any retro game 
was suddenly valuable, regardless of if it was good or rare. Oh, I mean, if the Game Grumps play it, it's going to be expensive now. I can't believe that that show is that, like, that. that's, like, another thing, like, the whole idea of, like, uh, like, you guys were talking about Twitch earlier and, like, uh, the whole thing where, like, watching games as, like, as part of the gaming hobby became, like, that's, like, one of the things that really started to matter this decade. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love, like, gaming YouTube and things like that and watching reviews and shit like that, just watching streams has just... Streams or, like, playthroughs, like, Game Grump style stuff has just never really mattered to me. Never captivated you. Yeah, I think it's something that I've never, like, fully understood. I don't... I, I remember... So, what got me into it, um, it was when I came back from the military. So, I, I, I've said this in the past, like... When Grand Theft Auto Five came out, my me and my buddies were probably on Halo in the barracks and shit. And one of my online friends was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna do that right now. I'm watching, um, fucking whatever his name was. I forget his like his name was like Skate Junkie or something. He was like, I'm watching Skate Junkie play Grand Theft Auto. I was like, What the fuck are you talking about? You sent me the link, and I sign on to Justin TV, and it's literally just him fucking playing. He didn't have a camera, but you could hear him talking. Horrible quality." horrible fucking quality and um he was just like talking as he's playing grand theft auto and i was like why the fuck would i want to watch him play this i was like i'll just go play a fucking video game myself he's like i don't know dude if you were busy or something so i didn't touch it again until about 2013 2014 when it was twitch um i get home from the military and like that getting home from the military like when you're just completely institutionalized for five years and everything about your life is structured and then you get out and you can do whatever the fuck you want that is a weird fucking time so there's a couple months when all of us like before we get jobs and shit where we're just kind of floating on saved income and stuff and i spent a lot of time on 4chan and that was a horrible experience but um uh then i started getting into twitch because i forget why but like I might have been on YouTube and it was like some guy beats Dark Souls in an hour, you know, and I'm like Dark Souls is one of my favorite games at this point. I'm like, I've got to fucking see this and I sign on and you got like Elijah or whatever, just fucking like he has to go to Pat under the dragon, go up the tower where there's the Black Knight. He did that over and over and over again. Reset, reset, reset. Because he'd go up there until he got the RNG to get the great Black Knight Greatsword. Because it was a specific run where he could like just merc fucking bosses immediately. But he had to get the great Black Knight Greatsword. It was like a 10% drop chance. So he would sit there for two or three hours every day trying this speed run where he'd go to that same spot. He'd probably say, take 15 minutes or so to get to that tower. He has to kill the knight. And if it didn't drop the Greatsword, he had to restart all of it. And it was fucking mesmerizing like i was just like but when he got it it was so exciting he was like all right we have a fucking run and, it, and everything else had to go perfect and i'm just watching this dude for eight hours a day i'm watching this dude play dark souls and trying to see if he can fucking make this shit and then like this was before all the consoles fucking at it so there were like maybe five or ten streamers on big games at the time that actually put some fucking work into setting up their stream there weren't ten thousand fucking people just on xbox hey bud start broadcasting um so you go over to Super Mario 64, dude. You see dudes like Siglimic beating Super Mario 64 in like fucking 20 minutes or something. The If anybody is like wants to see why speedruns are impressive, Super Mario 64 is the one to watch. Because the jumps and the crazy shit that they do on that fucking game is the... I don't really like fuck Dark Souls. Like you're just overpowering soul beams and fucking getting bosses 
plugged in fucking corners and shit. Super Mario 64 is some wild ass shit. That is the funnest <laughs> speed runs you can fucking watch. Yeah, I've never seen any. Oh my god, dude, it's a good time. And I was watching those, dude. I was I was in another world. Like I want that magic again. And I was 24, 23, mm-hmm. you know? Like I think about it day these days I'm like there's no magic left in life. And <laughs> then I there's things like that that's still happening. Like I want that again, dude, because I just I laid there all day. Like I had a buddy of mine that was tattooing in Baton Rouge uh, from out of town and he was just staying at my house and he'd leave in the morning and he'd look at me and I'm just watching Super Mario 64 on the TV. He's like the fuck you doing i was like oh this guy like beats this fucking he, it's, he does crazy shit he's like so you're watching other people play video games i was like yeah he leaves about eight hours later he comes back i'm still in the goddamn couch watching the same motherfucker play super mario and he's like laughing his ass off. he's like you're still here watching people play video games it's crazy because that was in 2014 2015 these days it's totally fucking commonplace mm-hmm. Like, nobody questions it now. You know, like, it's it's just so fucking common, so accepted. And it's crazy how quick it flipped, you know? Because probably of, like, these motherfuckers' favorite TikTok stars or something, or Post Malone actually streaming Call of Duty. Like, if that motherfucker does it, it's cool. Oh, you watch Twitch? Holy shit, me too, you know? It's like it's like when I was in high school, I was reading Ghost of Onyx, and one of the football players reading Ghost of Onyx around the time Halo 3 came out. I'd get fucking, like, looked at weird and shit like that. You're reading a Halo book, you fucking nerd? But this dude in a Letterman jacket, yo, man, it's, it's just so crazy, you know? And I'm like, all right, so it's cool now, you know? Yeah. Okay. I told you, Bert, you're supposed to be second to the party. Stop being first. <laughs> I was second to the party. I got to Twitch. I didn't do the Justin TV thing. I saw Justin TV. Justin TV was first to the party. I said, nah, I'm going to come in second. No, Wait a year. It sounds like that jock was second. You were first, bro. <laughs> Probably first to whoop your ass, too. So, um, what, nah, what was what's next in this whole journey? A fucking uh, decade? I don't know. I guess we're at about, you know... 2016 or 2016-ish. Well, well, one question is, Tom, since that was not your world, and and it, I was kind of in the halfway point, like between the the social and the non-social aspect of the gaming stuff. Like, what was that for you then? Uh, are you talking about twenty, like the mid two thousands, or like this point, uh, like leading into this point, like before that, since you weren't playing Borderlands, like those are big influential games, even that are affected today. Like, what was that for you? Oh fuck, man, I was like. Uh, I was still pretty poor at this point, so I was playing, uh, whatever PS3 game I could buy for. I was playing that ramen noodle. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was, I, I don't think you actually understand how poor I was. Um, he was playing Hayes. You were playing I, PS3. Bert, I don't want to hear it. If you were that poor, you would have sold that shit. Bert, I, I sold my entire video game collection at this point outside of. Did you things. sell your PS3? I did not sell my PS3 okay. because right. my uh, roommate hey, was... Hey, for all my people out there that are actually dealing with shit and somehow... And listening to this off stolen Spotify and a stolen phone or some shit, I got you. Stolen. Yeah, this is brutal, Bert. I'm trying to tell you about <laughs> some fucked up shit that happened to me. Uh, well, anyway, moving past that. Yeah, I played fucking $5 games this whole time. Or like just anything that I wasn't able to sell because no one would buy it. $5. I kept playing. Um, so well, let me ask this: Did the the what you told us about like that shit that really brought you down in life, and when you finally picked up a PS4, was that when you jumped back in? Uh, I jumped back in gaming at like 
fuck, I don't really remember. Um, I bought a PS3 when Nino Cooney came out. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and that's a good one. At that point, I was trying to like dive back into stuff, but uh, everything kind of soured after that because, like I said, that's when I started traveling a lot more. So the really only games that I like played a lot of was I played. St- an ass load of 3D. Right, and that's another big point. thing we, we completely haven't even mentioned yet is the handheld shit. No. Did, I did end up getting a Wii U at this point, and I was one of maybe seven people that had one. <laughs> Me and yep. you. And I loved the <laughs> Wii U. I, the Wii U was sick. The Wii U was a good I time. Fun. I played a lot like, of it. I think the only reason I really bought one is because, oh, I bought one because Smash Ultimate was about to come out. Or not Ultimate, uh-huh. but fucking Smash 4 Wii U. Right. And I was like, I, at this point, I lived in a house with uh, six people, and I was like, "Well, someone's got to fucking have the have some means to play the new Smash." Mm-hmm. But I was a uh, my roommate or one of my roommates at the time was this guy Pat that I used to be really close with, and he was like, "Hosey," and he was probably like one tier above you in Smash. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he actually might listen to this, but um. We played Smash all the time, and I bought—I basically bought the Wii U so he would have a means to play it. But it was just like I kind of just let him take it. I was like, "You can do whatever you want with it," because fucking, uh, it was just not fun playing that game against him. Yeah, <laughs> it was very, very unenjoyable. But he was probably the only person that like my social gaming at this point kind of was just whatever he would play with me at the time i got i did get really into diablo at this point thinking about that now like he and i probably put a good i don't know fucking like 80 hours into diablo 3 together and i think i played the same barbarian the entire time just slashing yeah just like just fucking i actually i've even i even got kicked out of a D &D group at one point because i was just a barbarian and it was too boring (laughs) and all i would do and they're like tom every every turn you swing an axe Mm -hmm. and that's all you do you don't even like role play. You just swing an axe. Like, yeah, you're you're probably fucking right. <laughs> um, but yeah, fucking the whole mid two thousands, super poor time for gaming for me because since I was traveling so much, I sold my gaming collection to be able to tour. So I bought all this retro shit and then sold all of it. I bought that Wii U and I uh, sold it to this uh, dude who is definitely not my friend, but I lived with him and he was a. Uh, kind of being a total shithead to our roommates and you guys were like this he was training really hard to get into like the uh like the evo fighting game scene and i one of the tekkens i think was his game and uh he trained fucking for like a year and a half and he invited his parents to his first competition at anime week in atlanta uh-huh. here he actually invited his entire extended family and they were like paying for him to quit his job so that he could uh spend all his time training for fighting games and he got knocked out 30 seconds into the first round. Damn. Yeah, it was fucking brutal. He sucks. Hand, handed um, in some job applications after that. Bro, straight up, it was time for him to go back to the fucking pizza game. I think that is what he did. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the uh, I guess we could kind of enter the 20, like what, the 2015, 2016 eras when like a lot of the developers that we saw like kind of just take over back in the day started to do something else like Bungie. um they were they were doing destiny now and then titanfall came out and there was a lot of that was a whole big thing in uh in that time period when you saw a lot of these like big split offs uh and you started to see a lot more like 
oh, the original guys making it like how you wanted it this whole time. There was a lot of games like that. Um, yeah. Ain't nobody wanted Destiny. Bro, I fucking... Everybody, um, everybody I, I was hyped for Destiny. That's that. Everybody was hyped about Destiny because it was, it was pitched like No Man's Sky. Yeah, it was like... No Man's Sky with... With Halo combat. Yeah, it was Bungie. Bungie was, like, finally doing something new. Uh, something different from what they were usually used to doing. So, like, that was a... Dude, that was, like, the one of the biggest fucking... Oh, 100%. One of the biggest deals. I, I was shitting my pants when the beta was installing. Yeah. But if they were honest about what that fucking game was gonna be like, nobody would have given two fucks. They... Motherfuckers were hyped for the lies that Bungie fucking told about that piece of shit game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put 70 hours into it. <laughs> so, actually, so you, so you didn't even get through the first raid then? No, I actually... So you have like 20 light. I, I never did a single raid in <laughs> Destiny. Um, I, only, I Actually, I did play Destiny a lot, but it was because this is when I was touring in my band from California and I would stay out there for a month. So I would yep. just... If we weren't practicing, I sat in my underwear and I played Destiny all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would do the same. Like, what are like the mini raids where it's just like you and like three other people? I can't. It's called night something. I don't remember what they were, but uh, I would do those for fucking hours. Like the same three of over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Because mm-hmm. it was either that or go rot in the fucking desert. So, or actually, it was either that or go tear down houses for a dollar seven an hour. <laughs> Okay. In, in the desert, so I was not gonna fucking vibe that. But uh, <laughs> the game that I did dive fucking super deep into that I feel like our whole social group really fucking hopped oh, in yeah. at this point was Overwatch. I wasn't waiting for that one. Mm-hmm. Like this was like Overwatch was like the first like big day one buy I had done in a long time that like me and like five friends all went and bought it together and then you know all went back home and hopped on as soon as they switched the servers on at midnight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And instantly all went to the, uh, oh my god, oh, why can't I fucking remember his name? Which one? The pig guy. Roadhog. He was the, Roadhog, oh, I can't believe I brain farted that, but doing an all Roadhog team for probably <laughs> seven hours. I mean, when Overwatch came out, that was another, that that was probably, I would consider one of those, like, staples in the decade, because uh, er, everyone, oh, everyone was like obsessed with that shit, and, and I was playing yeah. it a lot too, and that was where... You know, and then it came out on you know on PC. That was that time period where PC was just blowing everyone out of the water. And then like console guys were, they're like they could feel like a PC gamer. That game was that. Like there was like this is like, this is like a like a Dota. People were saying that shit this whole time. No, no, oh, I'm not saying that, but a lot of people were. And like, yeah, no, no, there are people out there with huge problems <laughs> yeah, that's... that want to say because a game has abilities, it's a it's mobile. the Dark Souls of this. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And and they all deserve to have a village of wild people come at them with handmade axes and chop them <laughs> fucking limb by <laughs> That limb. hero shooter. The hero shooter was a huge, and still is, because then you saw games like Rainbow Six Siege, which is, has like their like kind of like character based like shit like Overwatch and uh, their unique abilities. And I and I, I bet man, I get I loan KJ. Rainbow Six Siege, Hosian, in exchange for him loading, loaning me Killzone Shadowfall, and then instead of 
me ever getting it back, KJ just moved to a different state and became a mouse. So, <laughs> okay. Wait, does he uh, work for Disney? Yo, yeah, he, he literally does. Um, uh, he's a Disneyland guy. Um, yeah, no, but that that hero shooter, that's a, and that's kind of like a when I kind of had like a weird struggle because I wasn't super into like uh, online constantly. That I played a lot of Overwatch because I I played with my brother and stuff. Siege came out six months before Overwatch. Oh really? But then they take a didn't they like kind of pivot when Overwatch blew up and they kind of changed a little bit. Because it didn't, it didn't confirm. it it didn't start out the way it is now. I, I could be wrong. Maybe I know somebody here is listening will correct me on that. But yeah, um, I can't. But confirm. I believe they if they did, that's I believe they they did a they did a shift because remember when Rainbow Six Siege came out, like nobody it was like the sleeping guy emoji, like Shaq sleeping man. No, I remember people loved it. I remember people like even in the beta, people were going nuts over. They were like like I was getting texts from all my old Rainbow Six buddies. They were like, dude, it like. It feels my good. brother like it doesn't feel like any of this new age Tom Clancy yeah. shit. Like it feels fucking. My sick. brother is a uh, current current like hardcore player. That's so I'll ask him. But um, but yeah, yeah. So that was. But I played the beta. I, I obviously there weren't thirty heroes and all that shit to choose right. from. But I played like two matches, and it was just too much for me with all the fucking uh, tower defense shit and stuff like that. I didn't care for that at the time. Going back and playing it, that game is fucking sick. Um. Like, yeah, yeah, no, that that I, I kind of want to talk about that because that that hero or shooter shit was like crazy, and then a lot of games didn't even come out with a like a story mode. It was just like online ready, like like Overwatch and um, yeah, I remember yeah, the first that was definitely Call of Duty was real. That was a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Uh, oh no, which, it was, uh, which Titanfall. Call of... Titanfall? Everybody was boo boo as fuck. Right. Yeah, it's us. Titanfall two comes out with one of the best campaigns uh, for any game like that in years, and then no one cares. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the Call of Duties that came out that didn't have any story modes? I know it was what was it the most recent Black Ops? Was there another one that didn't have any story at all? Uh, I thought wasn't uh, it a Battlefield game that did that? Uh, Hardline. Battlef- there was a Battlefield. Yeah, the cops and robbers yeah, that game one sucks. That nightmare. That game fucking sucks. I was on the beta on that too, and I was like, wow, I'm uninstalling this shit. Um, Overwatch is one of those games where. Like, cause I feel like that like really like united my whole squad of people. But I thought there were, that that was gonna be like the new model, and I thought that, that we would not only see a lot of clones of that, but that we would see at least one or two pretty successful clones of that. that Paladins game, game kind of got some steam. It did, oh, but, Paladin, I, but everybody was excited. Everybody but was down only with because that. it was good. free. Like, yeah, that's a big deal. Like, can you think of any other games like? There was Battleborn, which came out at Holy the same fuck, time. Holy fuck, Battleborn which... got battle-toasted. Dude, battle... <laughs> Battleborn got one and done immediately. It was, it was, like, was like, a, it was the Conor McGregor match from yesterday. But, like, can you, like, can you, like, what was it? There was Battleborn, there was Lawbreakers. Ooh, Lawbreakers, more there like Law were, yeah. Bad. <laughs> Lawbreakers was, like, another one where... More like Backbreakers. <laughs> but I don't... More See, like, more like taking even... back to the store. More like no-take-backsies. <laughs> I don't even think that game is bad, <laughs> but that is like another game where it's like. So they charged forty bucks for that on the outset. I think was the initial idea, and that's like a fifteen dollar. You heard it you here. Know? Tom's favorite game is Lawbreakers. <laughs> Bro, I don't have a PC, so it literally can't be Lawbreakers, dude. Chromehound shits on Lawbreakers. I'm just. What was saying. it? What, what does? Was... Yeah, no, that was. I mean, you're right about that. Yeah. 
but I really thought that that was going to be something that would like matter. Well, but, I think I think I, it people gave up when they saw all the other guys fail at it. That's um, fair. I do. Th- I I think though without Overwatch really proving that these like kind of goofy. Uh, I think without Overwatch, there is no Fortnite in that whole genre. Really? Uh, in my opinion, at least, because Wait, like, what? Hey, have you played Daisy hey, in the Arma mods? No, but th- but my th- my reasoning King for of it, the kill. Hold on, you guys can you guys can shush shush. Um, no, I'm. Go ahead. I'm not saying that. Shush, shush. No, I'm not saying that the games would never work. Um, what I'm saying is, like, obviously, the what really popularized like the whole fucking battle royale thing that uh, we have to fucking live and die by now is uh, PUBG. But I think without oh. Overwatch, without Overwatch, I don't think you would have gotten the accessible version of PUBG, which ended up being Fortnite. I'm, I, like I think not. I totally disagree. Because why without, do you disagree? Because there's King of the Kill. That's mm-hmm. where you know, obviously H1Z1 and Daisy and the fucking Norma, all that nonsense was just a ball of fucking mess. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then King of the Kill was like the battle royale that was like, oh, you drop a hundred motherfuckers into a place and fight to the death. And um, from there, I don't. It wasn't PUBG that came after King of the Kill. I forget some. It was something else. I'm trying to fucking remember. But yeah, and then PUBG obviously was like a more refined fucking um, deal with that. Um, well, I think I think PUBG was like the the first really, really, even though it was fucking half broken, the first really mainstream battle yeah, royale. King of the Kill but, was completely broken. Oh, I mean, yeah, well, like, I have no idea, honestly, uh, about anything with King of the Kill outside of just knowing what it is, and that's about it. Um, I think with fucking, like, with Pub, like, it was a broken game, but it, it pr- that proved that the formula works there. But I think what Overwatch did was, like, paved the way for these, like, ex- like, part of the reason that I think Fortnite works, like, is obviously as big as it is because it appears to be so kid-friendly. And I think that's also part of the reason, a big part of the reason that Overwatch had so much success is because people are like, oh, look, it's Pixar with guns. And I don't think that, I don't, I feel like without the success of something like Overwatch proving that that can work for every age group, I don't think you have the, I don't think Fortnite follows suit with that. I think, I yeah. think, that's, I, I, that's my say, thing. I think the reason Fortnite is so goddamn. Is it's so kid friendly, but it's also so user friendly. And I say this because King of the Kill or PUBG or anything like that, like you go into a room and if there's a 30 round mag on the floor, it's going to look as small and as inconspicuous on a fucking red carpet that a 30 round mag looks like in real life. You know, like if there's um, a 1911 on the ground and a fucking USP or some shit, uh, they're going to look like themselves on the ground. Fortnite... You come in and there's a big shiny fucking treasure chest and you whack it and numbers go everywhere and everything's colorful. And you got fucking a purple gun flies out and a green gun flies out. You know which one is better because there's a color coordination. You don't have to think or know anything about guns or play the game to fucking understand shit. So that is that is why Minecraft is so goddamn successful, which we barely mentioned is probably the biggest game of the 2010s. But... Um, do you think but, Minecraft was bigger than Fortnite? Oh uh, yes, yeah, you got you really. You have, I, I you think have literally was, like five month old babies playing Minecraft. 
I a hundred percent fair. I, I, I don't, I don't like saying I know anything hundred percent because I can always be wrong about everything. But goddamn, if you think Minecraft is smaller than Fortnite, well, let me. I think, fuck, I don't. I would love to see the total net revenue numbers for each one of those games. Sure. Though. Now I'm gonna. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna before we get into all that. If we do get into all that. People, like, that's why a, a big part about Halo's success as an early FPS was its user-friendly interface. There was no fucking bullet drop. It wasn't clunky. The vehicles didn't feel like vehicles. They just felt yeah, like they these felt boosty like things boats. everywhere. That's exactly what Fortnite was. It was just such a user-friendly incorporation into the Battle Royale fucking genre stuff and now you have dances everything's cute we can fucking emote and we got into this last time about why does this new generation like this shit i don't believe overwatch had a single thing to do with i think i well no i think overwatch brought in like the card i just think uh it brought because destiny had fucking emotes i know but but i think overwatch brought in that whole cartoony vibe into that genre that never really had that for a mature game what genre shooters i disagree uh, like, but like, what other big, like, really, like? You just call Plants vs. Zombie, Plants vs. No, Garden Warfare, or whatever. That was a cartoony shooter. Like, cartoony shooters are no. But I'm everywhere. talking, I'm talking about a cartoon, like AAA shoot, like equally as popular as any other, fir- like major first person shooter. Equ- just as big as things like Call I mean, of Overwatch Duty. is a first person shooter. Fortnite's a third. I get, I get it. There's semantics. I dis- We agree to disagree. I think. Coming in, like I think that the the commonality has more to do with like like the whole loot aspect and the the gambling aspect. Like I think Overwatch made, and I could be wrong because in PC there's a lot of games like this, and I and I, Bert, you know more. And everything, no loot boxes I'm, are everywhere, and they have been for well before. Right, but when I I feel like when Overwatch came out, for some reason it was like perfectly okay with so many people. It was like, oh, this is fun. Like that was. It's. I mean, look at every Call of Duty though. Look at Battlefield. My, it, it was like that. Yeah, years but I think Hosey's just saying that Overwatch is what brought it really into console games and normal. Yeah, because I, I disagree. Which that's my thing about Overwatch in general is I think it it normalized a lot of the big positives and big yeah. negatives. Overwatch of came everything out that happened 2016 three years later. and. On the 360 days, we were looking at loot boxes. I don't. I. I uh, I'm also saying for me, like I when I played a game like Overwatch and seeing that, and then I was like, oh wow, like why is this like a normal thing? And like, and then it also didn't have like a story mode. And then now I feel like in the industry, a lot of people are like making games where it's just like the concept is to just like play online and then try to get the loot. And I. I I could be wrong, and I probably am, but like in my experience. Yeah. No. In 2008, I was like, why the fuck am I buying horse armor? You know, eight years later, I'm not really questioning it anymore. I just understand microtransactions are taking over video right. games. But again, I'm gonna I can agree to disagree because y- if y'all say that y'all's normalization of microtransactions and gambling and loot box stuff came with Overwatch, who am I to call y'all idiots or wrong or anything? You're not wrong. That's just your experience. But I disagree that that's where they became normal and widely accepted mm-hmm. in shooters and consoles and everything. Even, but I mean, I know that microtransactions weren't, but I mean, but loot boxes. I really feel like that is the spot. I disagree. I just like w- what games have really like shooters and things like that really had loot boxes in like the three sixty battlefields, Call of Duties. Well, they had microtransactions, but they did. No, they I don't had the, no. The, the loot box was in Battlefield well before like all like a of random this. thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I remember that. Like you, you, and it pops open and shit, and random shit comes out. I don't, I don't. What, what, Fuck, they were in PUBG, you know. I mean, I don't remember any of that in Battlefield. I do. Like one. You, oh, wait, you didn't play. You were like, you didn't play video games and stuff like that for so long. Oh, I did play, but I played Battlefield. Which Battlefields specific, did you play? Uh, I mean, I going back to the first one to 1942, but I played every one of them with well, yeah, my. Yeah, they didn't have them in. 1942. I know, but I'm saying with my like childhood best friend. Uh, we the one thing that we kept in touch about was playing Battlefield for some reason. I would go over to his house and I would play Battlefield on his PC. Mm-hmm. And I did that pretty... I did that up until we lost touch maybe like f- uh, five years ago. Mm-hmm. I, so. I, I feel like, yeah... But, and I, I'm super probably wrong at this. But Team Fortress 2? That was a, that, that was that a, was a big one. one. Did that did that have that? Because I didn't play much of that game. Yeah. yeah. Um, a big thing. That was a fucking big thing in fucking... Uh, 2013, they added Old Man... Um, Counter-Strike, 2013, Battlefield 4, Advanced Warfare, 2014. I think... Dude, well, well before all of this. Oh, here's something we can talk about with the decade of gaming then, speaking of fucking Counter-Strike. That's cool, man. If you want to pivot, I got it. I got you. Okay, no, no, we're fine. We'll stay here. Go. Continue. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Overwatch (laughs) normalized it all. I mean, yeah, I, I would say at least from when I was playing games, I, that's when I started to notice that it was, I mean, shoved, like, harder than ever. No, hey, did, did y'all hear that um, Fortnite is this new genre called Battle Royale? That's the new, it's the new genre. That's what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter what your experience is. I mean, it is it kind of our experiences. All right, I got <laughs> it. Hey, what, what were you going to say, Tom? We're, we're done with this. Oh, no, you can keep going. No, I, no, I rest my case. How about that? I rest my case. I would like to hear more. <laughs> you really? W- I know you wouldn't. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, know you I, I absolutely would not. Um, a big uh, when you brought up Counter Strike was um, some like one of the really kind of scary parts of gaming now is what do you guys know about all the big CS:GO controversies that happened over the past? Like six hundred dollars stat track AKs or something. Well, really, just the like the gamble. Yeah, like that. Like the. Uh, the fact that Valve has let this completely un, un, un zero regulation on what can like what is probably the most predatory form of like 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 of video game sales I can think of of this whole like I like Bert okay PC man uh, CS:GO oh. have oh. you dabbled in it at all Yeah. I play, yeah. I play every now and then. It's, now, I don't play ranked or anything because motherfuckers that play CSGO have been playing CS for a long goddamn time. And you just you just won't stand. You know, well, like you, you don't stand a chance. What I want you to what I would like for you to explain to me, if you've played it enough to like to feel informed about it, is um so the CSGO loot boxes. What steps does it take for if I get a if I have an item in CSGO Mm-hmm. What steps do I have to take to sell that item for real money? It's, I mean, dude, it's it's the same thing. Like if you have a World of Warcraft account and mm-hmm. you want to sell it on eBay, right? Mm-hmm. Like nobody's putting a price on that for you. You put the price on it and say, "Hey, I'll sell this for this amount of money." And if somebody wants to buy it, you remember that app when like iPhone and shit just came out? Somebody released an app that was just like a red ruby, and it was a thousand dollars, and all it was was basically like, "Oh, you're rich." Yeah. But really, you just bought an image for $1,000? Yeah. Same fucking thing. 
somebody people can i, I want to say people can like content creators can create items and shit like that on there or they just get released like rare items stuff like that and or you get them in a fucking loot box obviously and you can sell them to people like it's kind of annoying because in some casual games and shit there will be people in the fucking lo game like if you don't mute them they're just screaming who wants to buy uh, this child's rare weapon blah 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 they're just screaming about it mm-hmm i think I my have people like you you get loot boxes like non-stop in the game but you have to pay to unlock them mm -hmm. and like real money to unlock them obviously so um i i have people like dming me non-stop on steam hey uh you want you want to give me all those boxes you have you want to give me all those boxes Holy you have fuck, no. dude, that's a thing because i don't feel like opening the game see i don't really. know anything um, about that so, whole world so i think one of my questions like one of my questions is uh so you can if i want to buy a csgo item from you i don't none of that transaction the monetary part takes place in the game right I do believe they have a store because I've logged on before or it may just be Steam's discussion page and they have an entire um, like layout for people like a storefront almost or people selling items and they have images of the items and they have the amount and stuff like that but it might be through PayPal or something you know I don't know yeah, I don't know the full deal with it um, so the I way I understand it is that you, the entire monetary aspect can take place completely outside of the game. Yeah. And that's and that's part of the big issue. And what's crazy to me about this is I like if if that that means that Valve doesn't really gain monetarily from this at all. So why do they continue to let this happen? But if like you said, if they're making oh, so much they money, they make it off the game itself. Off of the uh, isn't it a free to play game though? Yes, but to open these packages and to yeah. get these items, you pay real money. To well, them. Well, then that answers my question then right there is that they have to pay for to for the privilege to even open this loot box. But um, I just think it's insane that like this was essentially the same kind of problem that Blizzard was looking at uh -huh. with uh, the marketplace in Diablo 3. Yeah. Um, with it being out, out of game trading and it getting really exorbitant. Yeah. And uh, they curbed it almost immediately. Like it was very, very quick into the whole into Diablo 3 being released on PC, that the marketplace disappeared completely. And it was no longer an element of the game. And this whole... Every time I hear about another fucking weird YouTuber who started a new CSGO gambling site and is tricking his, like, you know, nine-year-old viewers into, like, thinking that, like, he's not... That he doesn't actually run this site and he's not getting a kickback from it. And this is the one place to get that one fucking shit-colored... AK-47 that only four people in the world have. I feel yeah. like there was a period in time where you were hearing about a new version of that scam once a week. And to me, like, the, the whole... Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. So, like, people doing this outside of everything. And, dude, okay, so when I played... Neat, if any of you motherfuckers listen to this know what Neato Racing Challenge was, or Neato Challenge 360, back in... 2003 or some shit me when like i was playing warcraft 2 hardcore there was this flash game called neato racing challenge or something like that and it was just a flash game where you would deck out a car you would tune up your car you could buy all these crazy things and you would just drag race all day and the shittiest 
like fucking little module. It took a couple seconds, but you did that thousands of times a day and earned in-game currency. I don't even think they had real money in this one, but in-game currency that way. And then you could go on the discussion boards and trade people shit. This one dude contacts me on there, my little dumbass 12-year-old self or whatever, and he's like, hey, I'm selling a fucking Supra for this much or whatever. And I hit him up because it was like real fucking cheap. It was a deal. I was like, dude, I want it. And he was like, all right, it's 15 grand or something. And I was like, shit, I only have 12 grand. He's like, mm, that'll work. And he's like, okay, just send me your money and I'll fucking, we'll race you for the slip and I'll lose. I was like, okay, I sent him all my money. I traded him all my money in my account. And then I realized I only had one car. You can't race for slips with one car in your garage. I never heard from the guy again. I was fucking furious. Granted, it was not real money, but those scams, like, dude, like, dumbasses are out there. Dumbass little 12-year-old Burts are out there. And motherfuckers wouldn't do that shit if they didn't just wreak havoc on people's wallets an, nonstop. An another, another form of that is recently with the uh, uh, some hacker guy found out a way to steal everyone's inventory in Fallout 76 and posted. And then he posted <laughs> every item on eBay and people are buying it. Dude, shout out to those people. Those those are people that he's, figured out. Oh, so oh, he's grinding. What's up, Tom? I just I go to Steam, right? Go to Counter Strike. There's a tab that says Market. <clears throat> I click on Market, and it says Buy and Sell Thing Items with Community Members for Steam Wallet Funds, which is real money. Okay, mm-hmm. so I go to Advanced Options, and I go to the highest tier item for sale. This one is an M4A4 Howl skin, field tested, whatever that means. The price is starting at $1,725. I click on it. There's two available. So two one, two of these are being sold. And it has community members selling them and their logos right here. So if you go to buy now, I'm sure this way if you're doing it within the app and the dashboard of Steam, you're not going to get fucked. Like, mm-hmm. you can transfer the funds. It's almost like an equity thing and shit. You can transfer the fund or escrow, maybe. I don't know. I'm not escrow a realtor. Um, and then they have that item is transferred automatically. So this is in in dashboard. Yeah. I'm sure it happens outside. I'm sure people get scammed left and right. But this is a, this is a thousand, $2,000 skin for this yeah. fucking rifle, you know? Uh, I'm not going to lie. When you were scrolling through, there was a half second where I was like, I thought that entire sentence you were going to say was like, I scroll around. I find this $1,000 field-tested item. I hit buy. I now own this. And I thought there was half a second. I was like, oh, my God. He's going like, to commit yeah, cause like, it and says fucking like, really a, test this area right now and buy sticker. this shit. There's a sticker for $831. Yeah, I'm poking around at a couple other. I just Googled CSGO gambling sites, and I'm thinking about fucking putting my computer outside in the rain. So <laughs> I'm going to uh, click out of that now real quick. So I'm going to go play it. on my Xbox One X where this shit doesn't exist. Fucking honestly, yes. Um, but, well, fucking enough about so that. that now, so this shooters. decade was full of fucking more video game companies wanting to fuck people out of their money. I yeah. like it. You had at some point the chairman of Ubisoft or whatever said, "We want to turn sixty dollars customers into two hundred dollars customers." Well, then stop making shitty games. I do think right now we're about to start seeing uh, at least like a year or two of like push like AAA companies like at least attempting to push back against that. Maybe not AAA, but like games like uh, the like Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. where it is like a strictly like. A, like you pay the 60 bucks it's one and done kind yeah. of thing 
I think you're going to start seeing more mid-tier games like that, given that a shot yeah. right now. At least for I a couple of years. I think it was either Battlefield or the new Call of Duty, maybe. One of those, like, opted out of the season pass. And, I mean, obviously, Halo 343 fucked up so hard with Master Chief Collection. I don't think they're ever going to make you pay for a fucking piece of download content again. But, like, they... There are very big companies that are like, you know what, we're going to change the model. Some At some point, the chain has to be broken. There are steps being made, and I hate that we haven't hit on so much about the decade. Like, you know, fucking like the independent guy. We hit on it a little bit, The how fucking big Minecraft was and fucking whatever. But the fact that, like, um, shit. I start, I start trying to go on and on, and I forget what I was fucking talking about. Oh, yeah, the, the implementation of independent fucking developers. Look at how easy it is for these games to be popular. There's hundreds of these games now that are less than $30, and gamers everywhere are fucking eating them the fuck up. And, yeah, Fortnite's a part of this. It's fucking free. League is free. I have spent more money on League of Legends than most video games, two or three of them combined, and it was a free game. So, yeah, dude, if you want to sell me, a, if you want to give me a free game and just fucking make me pay for skins and stuff like that, you will be crazy to see how much money you can fucking make. I will and say that was the, a huge the, part of this decade. I will say the idea of the indie, like, uh, the indie darlings thing, I think is finally starting to, we're finally about to see the evil side of that. Because yeah. uh, when's the last time, like, you guys ran through, the, like, the Nintendo Switch eShop? Oh, I did it recently, and I was like, "Here's a lot of, I, I was like, here's a lot of shit that. I'm never gonna touch." So, Bert, <laughs> something you should consider doing, uh, and housing you too, is going on the Switchy shop and looking up the uh, running everything by price, and just seeing all the games that are sold for anywhere from a cent to a dollar. Yeah. Um, and there are hundreds and hundreds and thousands of games. It seems like that are fucking uh. They're listed like this, where their normal asking price is fifteen, but it says like ninety percent sale. Yeah. Like ninety percent, what the fuck? It's because all these games are yeah, fucking deep. terrible, but they're priced. That, even if they're not terrible, they're priced this way to try to get a higher volume of sales to get onto the uh, front page, which happens pretty quickly there, um, because obviously the Switch is kind of like, uh, as far as consoles, is like it's the indie haven yeah. right now. But so many of these fucking like my fucking. Uh, like uh like Ali's uh nephew, you know, he got a bunch of GameStop money for uh for Christmas. And I know that he blew a lot of that on uh eShop points so he could buy a bunch of these games. Like I have all these games now and he's running me down them and it's literally like he's like, "Well, I spent 50 cents on this and it's like a horseback riding game where it it literally looks like like something animated in 90 1997 on Newgrounds, you know?" And this is a Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. game. Um, and that's what's, like, really starting to flood that stuff. Or even games that, like, the, where the presentation looks pretty decent on a screenshot or on a trailer. Mm-hmm. But there's the actual game itself is starting to look kind of eShop looking like Steam Greenlight. I yeah. was about to say, Steam is has been overcome like that for a while because there's two types of games and it's because like i guess with the unreal engine or some other kind of crazy shit like i don't know shit about developing video games but i do know it's you have so many walking simulators that look like some of the most beautiful games in the world because they don't have a lot to process there's not a lot of shit on screen they just are crazy fucking somebody somebody read a book 
and they had an idea for some dumb shit. They put a few basic elements of a video game together, and you just walk through it and explore the story and stuff like that. That's fine, but they're fucking everywhere. And there's another one. These, like, anime, not, like, video novels that are just, like, anime titties left yeah. and right, and you cheat on girls. It's like, it's like taking Catherine... If Catherine was, like, a shot, if Catherine full body and, like, Catherine, the game, was, like, a, a shot of alcohol right. or something, if you took that and dumped it into the ocean, that is what these games would be. That is how diluted these games are as far as anime titty quality shit. Oh, that's one thing that actually really disappointed me in this, uh, in the last, like, you know, five or six years is, like, once the, like, things like the 3ds or the ds the 3ds and the vita came out you started getting a lot of these uh visual novel games coming out yeah and there are a few like really really good ones things mm -hmm. like uh was it dangaponropa um or like the uh 999 um and the whole uh zero escape series yeah things like that um but then specifically going through the the eShop now all of the games that are just that those things it's the same as those games mechanically in that it's a fucking visual novel and you're picking some text here and there but it's literally just again softcore porn that you would find on Newgrounds yep. in 1996 that and that's good shit. and that's probably a good 9% of what you can find on like the Switch eShop right now <laughs> that's crazy that it's on the eShop that's tight. It's, there's so much it's it's body pillow games it's anime yeah, body exactly games. dude and there's like i, I imagine there's a lot of quality space here or space there's a lot of space here for quality shit but that that ain't it no and that's not it. like i think it's wrong to like dismiss any format of like video game like dismissing any genre of art 100%. or whatever but fucking uh there is a there's way more bullshit to wade through there than I think yeah. almost any other genre at this point. Um, that is something I wanted to touch on though was like the whole like the Switch thing coming out because to me like the Switch is the one piece of hardware this year that I think is literally going to that I that to me presented a new idea into gaming that's actually going to stick because the I feel like the big things that every console. Like, I feel like every major console that came out uh, over this decade tried, had, had like, a shtick. You know, like, the 3DS obviously had 3D. That didn't stick. The Wii U had its, like, attempt at portability. That didn't stick. The Xbox, or the Xbox One, tried to push the Kinect again. That didn't stick. Uh, the PlayStation, I guess, was, like, really trying to make console VR mm -hmm. a thing. And VR is definitely a thing, but home console VR, like non-PC based, didn't work. Um, and all like the social elements that they tried to implement into the PS into the PS4 didn't really happen. But I think the por the hybrid element of uh, the Switch is something that's like I think that's going to be really influential for like. I other mean, the PC already trying to do that in the Alienware UFO thing. with the Alienware thing. Let's fucking. Uh, Bert, you've got 30 seconds to talk about the Alienware Nintendo Switch. I just need what, to hear What is this again? The the Alienware putting out their ver their own Switch. The PC that has Joy-Cons. Uh, well, I'd have to see. I mean, I okay, so 30 seconds. Whatever it is, 
We so, we talked about this in a group. I know chat. we talked about it, but I, I just saw a thumbnail. You're taking away from my time. Whatever it is, because <laughs> it is Alienware, it is going to be ten thousand dollars more expensive than it should be. So you got fucking badass modders out there that could take a little screen, some PC components, and shove shove fuck them inside of a plastic case with some Joy Cons, and it'd be badass. But because Alienware can put a dumbass little alien on it and fucking just present it like gamers, throw some blue LEDs. Look, this one's red. It's ultra. It's so fucking expensive. Not having it. And uh, and it doesn't have Animal Crossing, so... Oh, yeah, then why the fuck... Why are you going to buy any handheld that can't play Animal <laughs> Crossing? Funny. But, yeah, no, that, that, that thing is uh, going to be a fucking ass-load expensive. Yeah. Like, and I know that Sony has announced that they're bowing out of the handheld market. Um, and I don't... I definitely don't expect fucking uh, Microsoft to come out with a handheld anytime soon. But I think that Nintendo is going to stick to this. Oh, they're killing it! They're the at only least their they're next killing generation. it, dude. They're killing it in that world. Um, like, I don't. That thing, that thing just really changed gaming for me. As far as three years, like it's also the as far as the ahead. Switch goes, like I still don't give a fuck about motion, and I never take the Joy Cons off when I go portable. Same. But as far as the the console aspect, but like on, in the van or taking a dump or some shit, yes, it's doing well in that aspect. So I want to tell you some, this is, this is sort of the fucking halfling mentality that you have to listen to in the military. First off, the guy I'm about to talk shit about, I love him to death, but he's never going to fucking hear this, so I can talk talk about him. Um, and my buddy gets back, this dude had huge anger problems, he was constantly throwing his phone and his laptop and breaking shit, and in the military all you do is have money, so you just buy shit left and right. He gets out of his car one day and he has a new laptop. Because we all knew he broke it because we saw him throw it off third deck. So my buddy and I were talking. He sees him get out. He's like, hey, what you got there? He's like, oh, I had to get a new laptop. And my buddy's fucking, because all, all anybody knows is Alienware. He's like, oh, yeah, you get an Alienware? He's like, oh, no, it's it's an Acer. And uh, he's like, well, I mean, Acer makes Alienware. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I, and I knew right there. I was like, no, they fucking don't, guy. <laughs> No, they goddamn don't. Why Why do people have to be like that? That's all I had to say. Continue. Oh, well, fuck him. That dude, that dude <laughs> yeah. sounds like he's on his crackhead mode. Um, <laughs> fucking, I think, like, but I don't know. I just can't think of any, like, I think the reason I've always, like, really vibe with Nintendo stuff, and, like, I owned, it took me a long time to buy, like, I've every major console that came out this fucking decade, I owned at one point or another. Yeah. But, like, the Nintendo ones were, I think, the only Did ones Did you I own owned. a Steam machine? Uh, I said major, major console. <laughs> so no, Uy- no Uya? Not, not major poo poo pee pee caca caca dude. No, no Uya. Um, I did have a friend. He just I just went over to his house and he showed me his Steam controller that he bought for two dollars. Yeah, yeah. it looks like sale. it was glued together with a glue stick. That's the worst uh, controller yeah, I've ever it actually felt in my looked, life. It looked. I'm not gonna lie. It, he he's getting into a uh, the Star Wars version of Warhammer, and the controller itself looked worse. Than the droid he tried to put together that he accidentally dumped way too much fucking glue on. Yep, that is uh, the same controller. Um, so that thing looks like a piece of like a hunk of fucking shit. But like the Nintendo systems, I feel like are the only ones that took like real risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole decade, like real like we're gonna try shit that like on paper sounds like a fucking. I mean, like, like they lost a lot from their investors. Um, uh, I mean, Xbox tried to do that, and then the whole fucking. Everything about it was bad. Like, we'll That's never fair. know their original intentions. The rumor mill took it a fucking way. Their P- their HR, PR, whatever. Public, public fucking... Pr- 
presentation of everything and trying to control the rumors was ass. Everything was ass. But you can't say that they didn't try to take risks. No, that, that's fair. I think yeah. I'm talking about with, like, what the hardware does. Okay. Um, yeah. Because Xbox, like, definitely tried to take risk in, like... Their how RAM. How they system- used a different RAM, and it was a fucking... It, it's ultimately what a big part of why they fuck the Xbox one was extremely underpowered. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it was still at its core. It was a new system doing something very similar to what the last system is a, it a video game console. I get yeah, you. it was a console. And I think like the, the three DS, not as much experimentation. The Wii U is definitely like a fucking kind of like weird Nintendo curveball kind yeah. of thing. And then the switch is like the ultimate version of that same idea as to where like Sony and Microsoft were both doing like smaller different things, but still they're like, this is a new version. Like the it's we're gonna do the similar things that we did last time, but the games are gonna yeah. be prettier. Yeah. Um I will say one thing that I I think that we should have touched on more earlier was the entire rollout for the uh for the Xbox One, specifically when they announced, Yeah, you gotta be connected at all times and uh the D and the DRM is like dangerously horrifying. Uh I do you remember when what was the guys before uh, Phil Spencer was running everything at Microsoft? Who was the other guy that was in charge of the Xbox brand? Oh shit! You said his name earlier, but well, I, well Larry Herb's just their like face. Okay, and that he's might still, be, he still works with them. That he might runs, be who I'm like, thinking of. That's not, that's not that's not the Phil Spencer shit, guy yeah. or whatever. Phil Spencer's the current guy, but there was another there was another man that had Phil Spencer's job before him. Um, when they came out and said. The Xbox One has to be connected online at all times. Yeah. Uh, and someone asked him in an interview, "What what do you say to the person who doesn't who doesn't and cannot have an internet connection, so they can't?" There's use, the Xbox just, 360. We, he said, "We have a mo- we have an item for this person, an Xbox option. It's called the Xbox." Oh, wasn't 360. it uh, you fucking? Wasn't jackass. it a major Major Nelson? Hold on, hold on. The guy was never in the fucking military. Do not, don't, don't, you don't have to call him Major. His name is Larry Herb. He's a little prick. He's a fucking actual little So it wasn't Command Sergeant Major Nelson? No. Your your dad could ass fuck him for dominance. I would watch that particular X videos link. Um, Yeah. But I think, I don't know. That, to me, that was the real risk that Microsoft pulled up, like, attempted this year. Like, everything with the hardware on their console aside... And with putting a connect in it, <laughs> the real risk was saying like, "Hey, you know all those things that you hate? Uh, it's all here, and it's five hundred fifty dollars. Suck my dick." Yep. The fact that the PS4, I mean the PS3, what was the PS3 six hundred? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Like, I get it. The Xbox was five hundred. The PS4 was fucking four hundred. PS3 was six hundred goddamn dollars. Mine, they stepped on. <laughs> Holy shit! And I mean, it was flipped. Hey, it was flipped. You know, like yeah, Red Rage, Red Racer though. That was a fat mind. <laughs> well, they needed some way to pay for those and uh, all the money they spent prototyping those original boomerang controllers. Oh, they they had to make up yeah. for putting a PS2 inside of it. <laughs> actually, that that's actually yeah, very true. <laughs> no comedy aside, they had to make up for putting two systems inside. Of that was also a system. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. But, like, so, to me, the Switch was, like, one of the last, like, really big things that happened in gaming besides, like, fucking, like, 
battle royale is becoming really big. Like in in twenty eight, like we we spent all our fucking time in the world talking about hello nineteen the other day stranding but, genre. Oh yeah, well the strand games are about to come out and fucking. There will never be another strand game. What am I saying? Um, 2018. Yeah. Does anyone have anything really fucking impactful that happened to them in Mass- 2018, or that like that you remember from game? Because to me, 2018 was just like, I feel like getting a stock- over how crazy Breath of the Wild was. Um, Fair, honestly. That and I think Breath of the Wild and Hollow Knight came out in 17, and goddamn, dude, what a the fucking return year. Of- Okay, so 2018, God of War, Red Dead 2, Spider-Man, Smash Ultimate. See, that's the thing is, I feel like it was just a year of, like, yeah, everything was awesome. Like, all the games are great, but I'm trying to think of something, like, revolutionary that happened. I just think maybe maybe it was just too okay, late. Okay, I, I see, I see, yeah. Maybe it was just too late in all the consoles, like, life cycles for something I crazy. Think, I, well, I think these years are, like, the 2010s we talked about with the 360 and stuff. Like, yeah. they're at their prime. So we get shit like Red Dead Two and Spider Man and God of we War. We started to you know? see a lot of the like how fucking crazy. We, that's were those when we games. started to see a lot of the return of like older franchises coming back. Um, and mm-hmm. I will never forget. And we didn't mention this earlier, but the return of Mass Effect was n- the worst thing I had that had happened at that time. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, but the entertainment I got from the Mass Effect memory. If there's was one thing way for us, yeah. it's characters oh, that yeah. don't have yeah. faces. Most definitely, it was way Mass better Effect. than any Ma- entertainment I got from that. Yeah. Here's something we didn't. I love Mass Effect, but the best thing the gaming gave us this decade <laughs> was gaming memes. Because this is <laughs> the, the evolution meme of the memory. Yeah, yeah. Memes used to be like Courage Wolf and shit. Oh my and, god! And now, and now it's just shit. I think I might still laugh at a Courage Wolf meme. Fried now like it's Norman Reedus holding the Xbox X on his back. Fucking rage faces. <laughs> Norman Reed is carrying an Xbox Series X into BT infested territory. Um, yeah, no, I that that 2018, 2017 is when we started to see it. Like, and then now, like with Gears of War Five, and it's just cool. Like, I feel like some people, some games made it, and some games kind of fell flat on their asses. Mm-hmm. With the everyone's coming back, the old heads are back. Um, like DM, mm-hmm. DMC Five yeah. was a was a really good one. Resident Evil Two. Uh, coming out of nowhere, um, Mass Effect was not one of those. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. They pulled off Modern Warfare. Yeah, Call of Duty. That was that was kind of a re a re uh, bringing it back. Yeah, no, Call of Duty thing. came back to a place where it made older guys happy, and I feel like it still kind of kept all the people happy that were getting into it. Yeah. Until shotguns. One thing that I think did until the meta happened. Yeah. One thing that I think really did pop off in 2018, or like not really popped off, but was like Microsoft setting themselves up for a better next generation, even though they fucking came out with this whole Series X thing that now people are like, well, I'm not buying a fridge, so fuck it. But That's what I'm saying, dude. It's their, but, it's their delivery. But wasn't 2018, that was the year they find, that they started buying all these studios. Yeah. The people that made Hellblade, uh, Obsidian, the guys that made Ori. Yeah. Um, I think, the, and that's also... They bought a Platinum game that never came out. Oh, it's yeah. Scalebound? Man, there was like a brief period in time. I was thinking about that when I was uh, heading to get this Xbox One the other day. I was like, oh man, like, I love getting a console, like, like a, a console late in its life because there's all those exclusives that I missed out on I'll be able to play. And I was thinking about it on the way up there. I was like, man, all the big Xbox One exclusives, what are they? And... 
I was like, I guess Quantum Break, the That's Gears games. Like, but what else is there? And scale. I thought about Scalebound was the one. Real besides, how can you forget Sea of Thieves? Uh, I didn't. I, mean, I remember. Just, I, okay, I, just like Tom likes a bunch of dumb shit. People love no, that, Sea of Thieves. People love State of Decay. Like motherfuckers that are on them games like those are very Bert, solid I don't, experiences i don't like dumb shit i love dumb shit They're, exactly okay. people love did, did, the dumb shit that is you want to know that bert the one person who i know that loves sea of thieves he is oh an, let me guess oh let me guess oh fuck never mind i'm not gonna guess him he's a an an ex-iraqi war veteran named bert Damn. That I used to work with, who That's was literally sick, exactly the same as you, except more. Didn't Sea of Thieves do like a No Man's Sky thing where like now it's like it's got all the shit people were wanting? Uh, I would say similar, but not as successful. No, they just added a lot of content. Like yeah. when it launched, people were pretty happy with it. People were like, like I had people texting me on that when they see me get on for Netflix or something. They'd be like, "This is actually pretty fucking sick." Um, then it got added to Game Pass, which was, it might have always been on Game Pass, yeah. I think it launched um, on Game Pass. Yeah. Another great thing from this yeah, decade. That's, fun. that's good shit. Microsoft. Oh, Xbox One on coming out with backwards compatible shit. That was sick. That was a good mm-hmm. ass move. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like they. Too little, too all late, but it's all about. Oh, I mean, it's all that competition. Yeah. I mean, their delivery, I just hope it's better. Because you could have called a lot of things the PS3 did too uh, little, too 100. late. And everybody Absolutely. did. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Sony definitely won this generation easy. Um, I feel like the PS... I, I really thought that the Xbox One was just going to kick back harder. Because I was like, well, the PS3 did it. Because the PS3 did not beat the 360 by any means. But uh, looking at where it started to where it ended is almost oh, yeah. night and day. And yeah, I feel like with the, with the Xbox One, it's not night and day like that which is kind yeah, of a it, bummer it, because for real and i, I want to say they've tried they've tried because game pass is huge but then there's shit like Scalebound, which could have been fucking huge for them tanking and like everything they do good is just like yeah but look what happened here like these are big things that are getting fucked up yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also you know you got to think about like like xbox isn't like a big thing in japan either like it's like it's hard for the yeah, it was always an exactly. American so audience. I feel like in mm-hmm. certain aspects, like a game like Scalebound would have been cool because that's like a a Japanese game, a uh, developed game, and that could yeah. have been a. Like, it was like when Blue Dragon released for 360. Like all of like its fans that liked that shit on the PlayStation were like, "Yo, this is fucking La, tight." La, because yo, dude, I was gonna, Lost say, Odyssey, I was gonna say Lost fuck! Odyssey. That's that was that, that, was that game. game for 360. Did that too. Um, yeah, we got to rewind real quick. How did that game? Four disc, four disc for an I Xbox think 360 game was like, because it had a literal book. That was a fucking visual novel. That's Dude, fair. You're right. I would I played that my senior year. I would come home from work at McDonald's smelling like French fries, not shower, lay down in my beanbag that I slept in at night. I did all try, of this today. <laughs> try to play fucking Lost Odyssey. I would go into a dream. I would like wake up at like 2 a.m halfway through the dream because it's an actual fucking chapter of a book you have to read through with like little atmospheric music and wind swirls and this and you're crying because it's extremely sad 
God, if you haven't played that game, you have to fucking play it, whoever's listening to this. What a fucking experience. But holy shit, dude, if you if you work your dick off and you work like seven twelves and you try to fit that in in between your fucking shifts, you are not going to finish it because, goddamn, you fall asleep on that shit. Lost Odyssey, everyone. You heard it. You will fall asleep. You heard it here. Lost Odyssey, play it so you One can One of the sleep. saddest fucking games in the world. I have. I only ever got to play a couple hours into it. My... So fucking uh, right around, this was probably 2014, me and my friends tried to do a 24-hour grind. Nice. Where uh, we all sat in the base, in my friend Austin's basement, and you had to play a game where, you, it had to be a game where you could level up, and you had to sit down there and play that game for 24 hours straight, and you could only get up to piss outside uh, the door. And that was the only way you were allowed to leave. And there was some reason that I couldn't stay for the whole thing. And I was really disappointed. But Lost Odyssey was going to be my game. And I think I lost it in that basement that day. So I never got to finish it. Um, Tim Starrett, Hosean, yep. uh, he played Grab by the Ghoulies the entire time. That's fun, too. For 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> 24 hours of Grab by the Ghoulies. But I feel like that brings us... We're at two hours. And I feel like that kind of sums up yeah. a lot of... Good now we're just in the recent years where we've already yeah. talked. It's about hard to sum shit. up. We yeah, it's hard to talk about ten years in like this amount of time. So like, it... I think I think the biggest impact happened like within the first half to three quarters of it because now everybody's in limbo. Once once they start teasing new consoles, everybody just kind of puts everything on hold. I feel mm-hmm. like you know, yeah, especially yeah. now with like. As far as innovation and big fucking game-changing shit. I will say that's the one thing that, uh, like, this, I think this generation, maybe kind of the PS4 generation, but this generation was, like, some consoles kind of breaking out of, like, the cycle of all releasing at the same time, or around the same time, like, the same season and everything. So I think, like, uh, it was cool to see the Switch come out kind of what feels like in the middle of a life cycle. So there's some, like... Some breath. So now it feels like maybe we're not going to wait seven years for some super major innovation to happen in gaming. You know, we might get one every three at this point, um, with different companies branching things out in different amounts of time instead of it always being like you know, every, the gaming industry completely slows down for an entire year while we're waiting for all these systems to come out in like an eight month. I mean, when you think, I mean, yeah, you, can't you got. I mean, you. you have major games coming out right before what the alleged release days for these newer systems like like cyberpunk's already going to be like right before the alleged release date of like the the ps5 and xbox and shit is so yeah. i think that has that tells me that a lot of those games are just going to be able to be playable on that system anyways um, oh yeah the backwards compatible uh ps5 and xbox because that's what that's supposed to be too exactly yeah, I'm I really will, excited. I am buying both them ideas. both, and I will. I've never, like I said in the previous podcast, I've never day one any Microsoft system, and I want to do that this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. It's crazy because like, there's no games, beside like we don't know shit about what's gonna come out for that system yet. Besides knowing that Halo Infinite will happen for it, um, but I think I'm sold, and I don't even know why I'm sold. You know what I mean? Just because. Because also looking at that thing, I'm like, well, I don't need a fucking PC tower on my entertainment. I, I just want, I just want to access anything that seems interesting at any point. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I get that. Also, now, like, I feel like we're all old enough to where oh, we're yeah. just like, fuck it, man. 
We gotta That's spend what, this fucking. My buddy money. asked me yesterday. He was like, "Are you gonna get this console or this console on launch day?" And I was like, "Dude, honestly, at this point, like, I'm an ex I'm an established adult with like savings accounts and shit, and I have money, so video games are what I like doing. So even though people like make fun of motherfuckers buying shit on day one, they're like, oh, you're just beta testing. Great, but." I get to be a part of this. Like, I get to experience. If it's a dumpster fire, it's a dumpster fire. If it's got a cool system or interface or controls or it's actually pretty badass, I get to experience it. And that's what I want to exactly. do with my life. I well, don't give a fuck if no, I'm beta I, testing. I, I love that because, like I said, one of the things that really was kind of a bummer about getting, like, things like the PS3 and the PS4, like, pretty late into their life cycle is missing out on the, the, on the exact conversation that you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. And I know. think, you know, people can say that, but it's like... Having those opinions well, they're is poor. A, they're fucking poor. So who cares? <laughs> having those opinions is like kind of like a cool thing about contributing to the community you're passionate about. It's like I'm like, yes, this fucking controller dies in two hours, but you can say that when the new controller comes out, you can be like, oh my god, this is this is this feels good because I dealt with the shitty one. Um, mm -hmm. And in certain yeah. technological things, like that's that's cool. Yeah, I just like being a part of exactly. what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You wanna you wanna be like involved. That's that's how I feel with games. I wanna be where the people are. I wanna play Mass Effect and drama. And the people are inside that fucking refrigerator that Microsoft <laughs> is releasing. Um, well, why don't we hit some fucking questions? Yeah. Um, so I got some. I got some to pull from the Instagram and the Discord. So I, I'm on Instagram right now. So I will. I'll start there. So. Let's see. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Okay, this was a interesting one from uh, Connor Carden. He asked, "Overall best year for gaming this decade?" Uh, I would go. Uh, 2017. I was going to say 2017 or 2018. Yeah, uh, I think because we got a lot of major games. We got the Switch, which is like the most important thing for me. But then, mm -hmm. uh, fucking, I don't. Know, for me, it's it's because of the Switch. That's like. The first time I, I didn't get that console day one, but I got yeah. it like a month into it. Hosing was with me the day that I found out I was getting it because my girlfriend, Allie, she was great enough to buy a Switch for me because she knew how bad I wanted it and knew that I couldn't fucking afford it. So she called yeah. me. I was like, hey, I'm, when you come home, you're going to have this. Uh -huh. I, Hosing was the first person I told. I remember him being like, why did I like, are you fucking awesome. kidding me? Why did she do that? I was like, I don't know. She's just yeah. really nice. I was, I, it, it pushed me to get a Switch quicker too. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I would say 2018 because a lot of those, like like God of War specifically, that was one of my favorite games of the PS3 time. And so finally seeing that shit um, again, I think that was like a tear moment. Like when, not to spoil anything, but when you finally get the blades again, I literally had like a tear come down my eyes. And I was like, holy oh, yeah. fucking shit. Like, I, like, I, ah, this was like... I, I don't I, that was one of those games where I just like played until I beat it like I did not stop I did not yeah. fucking stop yeah dude I remember you texting me at like 2 a.m. and it just said Blades of Chaos and all yeah caps. oh my god <laughs> it was I can still think about it now like and and it's funny because Matt uh, God of War three one of my other like I said it's one of my favorite games I sat down and beat that game in one sitting I did not get up until I beat it um and I think that was like an 11 hour day and uh. And playing this God of War, playing this yeah. God of War was like that for me too. I like, 
just sat there and played the shit. And it's longer than three. There's more stuff to do. But I I, I, I did not oh, play yeah. anything else until I beat that. And I was stuck on that. So that was a big, big, big Same. one for me, dude. 2018. I mean, if you can... If, some, if anybody could fucking, in comments or whatever, explain how 2017 was not the biggest year. Because me, personally, Breath of the Wild was the best game I've mm. ever played. Cuphead... That is one of the most unique titles of the entire yeah, generation. Art style was like, amazing. Insane. Because not only did they have art style, you know, I was talking about Grizz earlier. They had the art style and the yeah, fucking they, they had they had the they had know, the like one two punch. It was Cuphead is and it's cheap. It wasn't fucking sixty dollars. You know, like Cuphead was the complete mm-hmm. package. Mario Odyssey. You know that yeah. speaks for itself, regardless of what I had to say about it. Great Horizon, shit. PUBG. Resident Horizon Evil was 7. the big thing for me too. Yeah, Resident Evil Seven, um, uh, Near Automata. A lot of people love Di- Divinity Original uh, Persona, Sin. Persona was that for 2017? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Okay. No. Really? I don't believe. Huh. I don't know. Look it up. Maybe it was. Great game that I put eight hours in and then never touched yeah. again. Um, Neo came out then. Uh, Fortnite and Holy um, shit. goddamn PUBG, by the way, in that day. In that, P5 uh, was year. 2016. Damn, for real? Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight is one of my, like, top five recommended for any gamer. Because yeah. I know, like, there's, like, niche titles and, like, some people don't like shooters. Some people don't like this. Some people don't like this. I wholeheartedly believe, like, any person that likes video games, if you try Hollow Knight, you will fucking love it. You will fall in love with it. So... But, I mean, granted, it does get difficult at times, so maybe not. But you'll at least get to enjoy the first two hours and fall in love with the world before you're like, well, I can't get past this boss, mm-hmm. fuck this. But Hollow Knight is just one of the most perfect put-together games. Yeah. 2017, dude, it was, it's, it's, you can't beat it. Sonic Mania was mm-hmm. fucking sick. Oh, yeah, Sonic fuck, Mania was a badass t- fucking game. And Sonic Forces. I think, t- yep, yep. Make your own hog. 2017 <laughs> into... Into 2018 was a good like one-two punch, and I also think mm-hmm. even this year, like like a triple like hitter, 17, 18, and 19 was a was a solid time in general. What uh, we got next? Right, let's go to uh, de.com underscore poser asks if you could open one defunct studio back up, what one would it be and why? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Oh my god, what were they called? Was it Factor 5? Yeah, I made... gotta think about that one. Factor 5, dude, holy they, shit. They were the ones that made the the Rogue Leader games, right? I believe so. And then they crashed on Lair? Uh, I think I'm think. i gonna go ahead and there. go with Visceral, because they did Dead Space. Vi- Visceral was actually gonna yeah, be my number two. Uh, Visceral did Dead Space, and um, they did like Dante's. So the last thing they did, and this was what killed them, and it's EA's fault... They put them on Battlefield Hardline. Why would you put mm-hmm. that studio on that game? That was a huge mistake, and that shut them down. Um, and that sucks because Dead Space is my favorite horror game ever made. Uh, so I would I would say bring them back so that they can make a fucked up uh, Predator game or something. <laughs> that would be cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Visceral is the very first one that would come to my mind when I think of a defunct one. Shoot, um, pandemic, dude. The battlefronts. That's another great one. Honestly, like, so, just for like my serious, serious fucking obsession 
with like fantasy shit and Lord of the Rings and all that nonsense, like other other fucking dialects across the world and stuff. Um, I I guess not only would I want this company to come back, but also get their shit straight, which is kind of like not the question, but Lionhead, dude, like Fable had such a fucking awesome start. And, like, Peter Molyneux and stuff, he had such a vision for certain things. And then, I don't know if it was money, I don't know if it was wanting more of a pay model and stuff like this. I don't know what it was, but god damn it, dude. Like, he really captured something with those Fable games mm-hmm. initially. And I, I wish he could have done something mm-hmm. much better with them. And, uh, yeah. Cool. X Letter asks, if the PS5 ends up being fully backwards compatible... What game are from each gen are you playing first? That's a fun question. Oh God. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Treasures Red- of the Deep from PlayStation One. What the fuck is? Yeah, y'all don't know about that one. I'm no, playing. I don't. In, I'm playing Intelligent Cube. <laughs> Look up that one. It was a. It was a game that you played. Um, you rode this like underwater submarine kind of thing. You know how people go underwater with these little like things that pedal them around. Yeah. Yeah, you were you basically just ran all over the fucking bottom of the ocean. And there were missions, I'm sure, but I was way too fucking stupid to even figure out what they were at that time. It was kind of like going back and playing Echo the Dolphin. What the fuck was the objective? <laughs> uh, to not get caught in a... Uh, in the big uh, shampoo. In, in a Coke six-pack ring. <laughs> uh, that was ever the, the plot. There's yeah. a 3D Echo the Dolphin. Yeah. I can't imagine playing that. Um... Uh, first thing I'm playing for PS1, Tiny Tanks. I've had it sitting on my shelf for like, I don't know, like six years. I always hear it's really, really fun. Uh, I just have, I would finally have an excuse to pop it in. Just seems like a fun, easy action game. Mm -hmm. Looks kind of goofy, kind of fun. Uh, fucking PS2, what am I playing? Uh, Battlefront, Battlefront 1 or 2. Nice. Uh, PS3, man, I don't know. PS3 is about where I start really having like a big wad of shit to go through. Yeah. Um, Spec Ops: The mm-hmm. Line. Love that game. Think it's great. Uh, be a good way to kill six hours. PS4. Uh, I'm playing Horizon again. Damn. Uh, PS5. Uh. I'm playing uh, Yokai Watch 17. <laughs> so I think like PS1 to be honest, uh every <laughs> RPG like I really fell in love with, I went back and replayed at least once. Do they hold up for you now? Yes. Cool. Um Lost Odyssey, I just didn't go through the dreams as much, like I skipped those because it is incredibly taxing, but everyone on my replayed except for um Legend of the Dragoon. Strictly because I remember the grind and getting through the story just to get to where you even unlock the Dragoon powers is crazy fucking long and complicated and shit. And I never just had the mind to dive back into it. And if I had like an updated system that could put that shit on the big TV and I could relax with it, I'd probably go back and play Legend of the Dragoon again. PS2, I never played uh, Second Runner, Zone of the Enders. So I'd probably go play through that. PS3, oi, um, I never finished Nino Cooney. That that's another one. 
for me, yeah. I would yeah. love to finish that. That I actually meant to talk about that way earlier in this episode. Oh, yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. PS3 has so much... Fuck. Because, I mean, that was like... That was like when I was hardcore, like, fanboy. I mean, I was like fucking in high school and shit. And you had to pick a fucking side. It was like gang shit. You mm-hmm. had to pick a fucking console to defend it to death. And I was hardcore 360 shit then. So I probably missed so much shit on fucking uh, PS3. Actually, I might even... Oh, no, not that. But, yeah. Um, who knows? It might just be Metal Gear fucking um, Legacy Collection all the way I was through. Gonna, yeah, I was going to say that, too. Um, PS4? Fuck. I play what I want to play on PS4. Probably maybe finish Spider-Man, because I never finished that, because it just got kind of flat for me. Mm-hmm. And then PS5, um, whenever they remaster Treasures of the Deep. <laughs> was PS1, PS1 yeah. would be Ape Escape. It's one of my favorite games, uh, yeah. platform games ever. Yeah. And they never did anything with that game ever again past the PS1, uh, as far as that one, because I did a couple sequels. Um, PS2 would be... That's a good one. Uh, probably Silent Hill 2. Uh, PS3 would be Metal Gear Solid 4, just to say I finally played it on something that's not a PS3. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a historical move. Um, that, yeah, that would be awesome. And then PS4, I'd probably just... That's that's weird because like that's like Bert was saying the same thing. Um, kind of played. I don't know. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'd probably and I still should, but Horizon because I want to give that game a, a second chance. Um, and then PS Five, if and whenever they remaster Demon Souls. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool. So. They were saying that might be like a launch title for. If it is, then man, finally a system has a good launch lineup. Finally, (laughs) Um, yeah. I'm gonna pull from Discord now. Let's see. From Heavy Eyed asks, "What was the most emotionally impactful game or experience with a game that you had past generation? Past ten years or past console Um, generation?" I. yeah, let's, 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 let's keep it like that. Let's yeah, keep it. yeah, we'll keep it. Can't Ooh. say Death Stranding. It did hit. <laughs> it I'm did just hit. Say whatever the fuck you want. Um, I would say for me, would be Dark Souls One. Um, I think I I was excited that, 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 that I I believe every time I talked about this game, I went on like a ten minute whole dialogue, but I was playing that game obsessively that was the first time in a long time with the game that i felt like i was playing like i was when i was like 10 like in the sense where i was like i neglected everything else around me when i started playing uh, and like people would hit me up and i just straight up would dodge to just play that game and uh yeah. and i had a lot of fun with it because i do think um, it did teach me like real life lessons and i was noticing it like as it happened um and i I would say Dark Souls like would be that most impactful game for me within the ten years because I'm still like thirsting for that shit still. What lessons did it? I teach think it was you? just like a like patience, honestly, and not rushing into things, and not um, you know. I think when you finally overcoming something, like just to keep trying. I know, as corny as that sounds, but it definitely did that for me. 
I hear you. Uh, let's see. I think for me, I'm gonna have to just go go with Overwatch. Uh, just because it was uh, like, it, I think like it really brought like my friend group together for a little while, and then because I was still touring a lot with my old band, then uh, it was a good way for me to keep up with uh, a lot of my friends from across the country. Like that's how we. Sp- like, a lot of my friends I toured, the way that we, like, really talked to each other off and on when we weren't traveling together was, uh, you know, just PS4 chat while we were playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's a couple of dudes that I really don't know if we would have stayed that tight without having that kind of connection. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to go with Overwatch. What was, what was the question? The question was basically, like, the most emotionally impactful game or experience you had. Okay. Um, I I guess like keeping with the same theme that y'all went with, like, because uh, I was gonna say like Talos Principle, but with, as far as like which one, I, I don't know. Um, because y'all went with games that like were so fun that like it reminded you of like better times or like how much fun this would like happen and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but your answer doesn't have to be the same. I know it doesn't have to be the same, but I'll keep it with the same thing because I've talked about Talos Principle before, and we all know how fucking existential I can fucking get. So I think it's funner to say, like, when I built a PC, a lot of my buddies that were on Xbox got, like, banned from Halo or banned from fucking some game for just being literal shits, and uh, they just decided fuck it and built PCs. And I, for a long time, was just, like, playing Halo and shit by myself and playing all these games by myself and it was really fucking depressing my last few years as a console gamer and then when I got back on to um when I got back when I got built a PC the the day I built a PC like I was in my Facebook chat with all of them and I was like yo um I just built a fucking PC or whatever I've got all the parts coming in two days and the guy asked, like, what kind of RAM I had or whatever. And I, I told him, like, 16 gigs. And he was just, like, so excited that it was, like, kind of worth the shit, I guess. Um, the day I got on and logged on everything, I was on League that night. And since then, it was rare. Like, for years after that, probably. Like, be, until, at least until I met Danielle, when those single years I spent on PC, it was rare I didn't spend, like, 8 to 12 hours on League of Legends just fucking off like not taking it serious not fucking the fly, climbing the fucking ranks or anything just bullshitting fucking having a good time right. with my friends and shit just griefing motherfuckers or being fucking stupid and stuff like that and i mean dude i played it today like i played it every day this week and i still fucking play with those guys so like how could i not fucking pick that game you know like it's been the biggest constant i mean i used to play i played halo 2 for like three or four years straight until halo 3 came out nowadays fuck dude gears 5 was sick do we play gears 5 no modern modern warfare was sick do we play modern warfare no i've been playing league of legends for fucking seven that's years one now the whole, like this whole topic that's yeah, insane that's, that's a huge one for sure Mm-hmm. cool um let's see AXSX24 asks, do you think streaming is truly where gaming is going or will physical media always prevail? I feel like we've talked about this a little bit before, but uh, the the emotional part of me wants to say physical media will always prevail and I'll always have too much shit in my room. Uh, I think just practically. um, Yeah, define prevail. 
Like, yeah, like, I think it will look al- at music. Yeah, it will always exist in some form as far as like uh, I think there will be a physical form to play certain games and certain consoles, blah, blah, blah. I think by and large, though, uh, the, the digital, like maybe not even just streaming specifically because I think we're still too far away from that being viable, especially mm-hmm. in America for everyone, um, but digital only. Uh, I think you're going to see a digital-only console within the next uh, 15 years. Like a major digital-only yeah. console. Fucking. It's going to get more and more niche as it goes. Like, um, There's a girl in Richmond, and this is kind of what this reminds me of. You can go and get like your picture taken on a tintype. So like it's a giant fucking camera. She walks you in her back stu- back of her studio and she'll go with you the process of all the chemistry involved and all the equations she has to put through like creating the image onto this like piece of glass or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know anything about it, but um that's hundreds of years old, you know, or maybe I don't know. Yeah, I think so. But like it will always be present, but yeah, no. I think streaming is totally where things okay. are going. I think you just look at every other piece of media and whatnot. Like, I just I think digital is gonna become. Yeah, you know, we've all played Death Stranding. Yeah, the, everything's mm-hmm. digital. Cool. Um, I, I think uh, just one more slight point to that. I mean, like, look at PCs. Look at PC gaming. It's been a digital, like, essentially a digital only thing for years, and I think like consoles will eventually follow that same suit. Mm-hmm. But it'll be there for as long as you want it to be there. And hundreds of years, there'll be one motherfucker, like, maybe he's burning fucking discs on this old-ass fucking disc reader or making cartridges and little fucking chips to play, you know, fucking Nintendo 64 games. Who the fuck knows what some crazy motherfuckers are doing, but it's going to get more and more phased out, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they'll, when someone phases it out, there's that guy that'll just make them, like, limited run or some shit. Yep, it'll it'll be here until nobody right. wants it anymore. Um, let's see. Uh, two more we can do. Oh, this one's actually a two-parter from Toolshed Jed. He says, number one, what is the most underrated game for you in the past decade? That's a really fucking hard question for me. I almost think we did that last cast or whatever, what we thought, like, somebody might have asked something similar. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, my question, my answer would be the same, Talos Principle. Uh, you did say Talos I, I think I said uh, before, Red, I think I said Red Faction Gorilla. But that's my answer. Yeah, I think I said Red Faction Gorilla, but that's how, that, that's what my uh, answer would be. I think be. you did say Man, I don't even remember what I said from uh, uh, Tales of the Abyss in the 3DS. That's a great game. Yeah, I great like games. that game a lot. His uh, And the number two one was, what game defined the decade to you or changed the game, pun intended? He says, like, what was Ooh. that? And everyone... For us, right? Not... not Dark, I, I uh, was gonna yeah, say I was gonna say the Souls games like Demon Souls and Dark Souls. I think across the board that's what changed it because nobody gives a fuck about MOBAs. MOBAs have been conquered. Um, nobody, I don't feel like I feel like nobody's trying to go after MOBAs anymore. I think people are starting to understand that Fortnite 
has kind of the crown of the battle royale. Well, no, battle royals are still being fucked with. Like, Escape from Tarkov is a pretty big thing right now. But, um, yeah, as far as everything else, like, what got shooken up the most and what continues to make waves, Demon mm -hmm. Souls. Yeah, I think uh, the only, like, personal aspect aside, the only... The only three answers that you can actually give that are re that like actually make logical sense, and that's Demon slash Dark Souls, mm -hmm. Fortnite, and then Minecraft. Mm -hmm. Like, it has to be one of those three things. Yeah. For none of those, for me personally. And I but, think to, to, as an honorable mention, you could go into the roguelite, procedurally generated indie game. On the is yeah, for sure. In fucking insanely popular right now, and has been for the better of like five years. Um, I don't think we hit on that too much, but god damn has that taken off. Like almost every game I start now that's an indie game, I have to ask. I did it today on GTFO. I was like, is this procedurally generated? You know, because mm -hmm. I mean, it's fuck, dude. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. Um, and I, I guess you can even. It's a two-parter question. Like, for, like Demon Souls is underrated, but it's also the most impactful game to me too. So, like, that's a, that's that's that one would work as well. Red Faction Gorilla, I just man, I fucking love that game. It's so stupid. Um, cool. And then I'll ask one more from Extravaganza, and we can make this all about all all three of us. But he asked, um, "What are?" Let me read it correctly. He says. What are one of your goals for this year with Espionage VR? And I know since all of us are involved in this now, I want everyone to answer this. Um, as far as me with this stuff, aside from the podcast, I want one of the you know cool things that happened recently uh, was having my stuff in a physical location in like Portland, Oregon. That was cool. Having oh, yeah, that I went sick. to visit that store, Final Form in Portland. Um, and got in touch with him through someone else that is a fan of the podcast. Um, and he talked about it and mentioned that we talked about the shop, blah, blah, blah. We started talking more, and he, you know, I sent him a good amount of uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 hoodies. And having it there and, like, me being in Savannah, it was just a cool thing. It's like, fuck. Like, that was, that yeah. felt good. And he, he messaged me already and said that they were already selling. So like th that that was that's awesome. I was that's a huge that was like a, yeah. a, a something I never thought I could do, like before even starting espionage. So like that felt good. Um, so I want to do more stuff like that, and I want to do more, uh, like things that involve the community somehow, like doing more like people playing games together or uh, stuff like that. And I know we started doing like the movie night thing on Discord where somebody's streaming the movie and people go into the room and watch it, and that's cool. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, as far as, uh, that's kind of what, uh, what I want to do. And obviously more stuff with the podcast, um, but I want you guys to talk about that. I definitely want to, um, um, all of our schedules are fucking crazy. Like we're grown men. Y'all got so much going on. I got so much going on. Um, if like we could get out to certain conventions just like to wander around be like hey the espionage crew is here doing this beat bopping around like meet up with fucking listeners or just people in the discord and all that shit and hang out and stuff like just reconnect with the gaming community oh, in that way and then i mean just like looking at how like it would work but even getting a booth at one point at a fucking convention right. might be really sick um otherwise like 
the stream was fucking tight. I I really liked the fucking streams. Um, getting that much better quality, figuring out a voice chat system where Tom's not just a little thumbnail and we all have pretty good quality on certain things. Doing more events like that and then eventually leading up to like being able to play games together on stream and stuff would be really cool. Um, yeah, all that would be really sick. That's where I see like our new our big steps. Yeah, and it's cool because like we're not all experts in doing it, so it's like a learning process. This is a kind of fun. Yeah, it would really help if one of us was. I an mean, expert. Bert, thankfully, like I appreciate what how much you know, so that's always good to have. Yeah, Bert's definitely helped a ton. Um, and 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 like, expert in what being able to handle like what you do with the stream, like figuring it out on the fly. Like I would have been like I would have fucking meltdown. Yeah, the, the tech, tech side. Oh no, it's awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess for uh, for me for the goals for just uh, obviously get more regular with the podcast. Try to that's get, a big one. Try to make get some more like get some guests on some people that, like friends and people beyond that. Like see if we can get like some really treat it like media. I have some like businessy ideas I would like to do. You know, um, and then. Uh, yeah, I just want to try to get more friends involved with it, more people involved. Like, the whole point for me for wanting to, like, do this to everyone is just to have an excuse to talk to people about games and everything, talk mm-hmm. to my friends about games. So I'd like to just bring more people on. And then as far as, like, the community aspect, just uh, finding more ways to get involved with the people that, like, listen to it. Like, whether that be, like, you know, doing more streams where we can, like, actually talk to people. Um, or fucking like I really want us to like you know hit some events things like that um, try a few new episode formats uh, just stuff like that a bunch of ideas like you know I don't like to uh, put too much planning into certain things like this because I just want to keep it kind of fun but I definitely mm-hmm. want to switch it up a little bit do a few, try a few different ideas too uh, Get, you know, not everything just be a big open discussion every time. We'll try a couple of other yeah. things here and there. Cool. All right, I, and all the other guys' questions, I will definitely save these and use them for other ones because it was it was quite a bit, yeah. and I appreciate everyone, you know, uh, asking stuff c- kind of short notice. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks to anyone that threw a yep. question in real quick. Uh, before we sign off, let's uh. Let's do the recommendations real quick. Oh, y- y'all yeah. hit me with anything. Doesn't have to be a game. Doesn't necessarily have to even be media. It can be life advice if you want. I don't care. But hit me with a recommendation on something. Hose so you. there's this movie Go. Parasite. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That's funny. They're remaking it as, in an, as an American TV series. <laughs> But seriously, guys, if y'all haven't cares? seen Hereditary, A twenty four is like does no wrong. Did you know the, the quiet the GameStop place? in Savannah is closing? You can get an Xbox One X for two. Get an Xbox One for what? There, see Parasite, A Quiet Place. They don't talk in the movie. Isn't that fucking crazy? Walk your dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Holy shit! Let me think. If anyone else has one off the top, go ahead because I'm thinking right now. Oh no! I, I had to do that last time. Fuck that! Fuck it's your turn. Mine didn't even go through, bro. 
Bro, I, I forgot about it's, that. So my, the Hosean's audio like fucked up twice last stream, and we had to like cut it up and edit it together. That's why he was left out of certain <laughs> things. But yeah, my recommendation is to pay your internet bill. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm just kidding. I know you pay your shit. Bro, hurry um, up before you um, cut out again. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck! Y'all got me pinned in the corner here. <laughs> Dude, you, come on, man. Two forty-six. We don't want to be um, on three hours here. Go ahead. I got one. There's a, a great podcast that I like. It's a game podcast called Factory Sealed. I've listened to it for a really, 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 really long time, and it's kind of uh, was it's the inspiration for me for like how I want this podcast to be and the format that I've had in my head the whole time since mm-hmm. we started doing it. Um, the only name that I can really remember on there is this guy named Eric Peterson that's run the whole thing, and he's kind of a trumper. Uh so it can make it hard to listen to sometimes, but they've done like seven or eight years of uh, of like backlog, and uh, their episodes are always really good. And it's um, it's kind of the same vibe we have here, where it's a mix of being on subject and then just a few people hanging out shooting yeah. the shit. So uh, listen to that. Are they also against background music? Uh, heavily. They're actually all, yeah. but they're into royalty free stock music you can buy for a dollar. <laughs> I like that. I mean, go. why do we need royalty-free stock music when we have royalty-free Tom <laughs> there on you the go. sticks, on the ones and twos? You ain't got to pay me for shit. <laughs> yeah, and we haven't. And no one will. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I'm right there with you. I know. All right, this one's stupid, okay? Because this is what I've been, this is what I've been doing for the past six days. It's fine. Um, if you want to get some shit done, like I was, I've been practicing drums a lot this week. I've been putting like... I've been going to the storage unit and literally playing for five hours a night, and I've been like leaving look like looking like somebody just dumped a gallon of water all over me. If you want to get anything done, and I'm not a health professional, so please don't quote me on this, but drink a Red Bull, <laughs> drink a Red Bull, and then oh. a triple shot uh, ice latte oh. with oat milk, and you will be grinding. <laughs> What a fucking right. terrible hey, item. It works. All I'm right. sorry. Hey, hey, I, hey, 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 as as a I am a health professional and understand motherfuckers that so let's let's talk about this. Let's break down why that's a bad idea. Let's break down why drinking coffee and energy drinks throughout the day is a bad idea. So your heart is people's lifespan is like you know, sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety years or whatever, right? Well, your heart, its average resting beat heart rate is in between 60 and 100. When you drink these energy drinks and when you're out doing shit, your fucking heart rate's being raised and shit like that, you're chemically raising your heart rate. You know, you're not fucking exercising. You're chemically raising it, so it's doing more and more work throughout the day over tens, decades at a time. So when you're doing that, when your heart is, your heart's tissue and it's just degrading and old age is taking place and shit. So when you're doing that, when you're making your heart throughout the day accelerate past the resting rate, you're just degrading its lifespan. And heart failure is a motherfucker. It's not like, oh, one day you just have a heart attack and you die. Because CHF is, you don't want to live with that. So I don't fucking recommend that at all. But... I, I applaud hey, it's all your good. Bert, you drink Monster for breakfast on tour. <laughs> I have one Monster a day. It's the equivalent of working out and raising your heart rate. Yeah, I'm not working out. I'm a fat piece of shit. But I limit myself to one Fair goddamn enough. Monster a day. For half a second, Bert, I, I literally and thought you were going to go like... I'm not recommending it to anybody. I'm, no, I'm, you're not recommending it. But for half a second when you said the working out thing, I was like, <laughs> if this goes where it could go... 
Holy shit. Uh, I drank yeah. I drank five cups of coffee today because I've started doing the intermittent fasting thing, and uh, that's so that there's no there's no yourself. calories in black coffee. There is no calories in black coffee, but my heart rate was fucking. Uh, that is true. You know, the, there's that Evergreen Terrace song. My heart beats in breakdowns. My heart beats yes. in I guess gravity blast now. <laughs> so uh, I lost five years. I should probably just start smoking instead. Yeah, so you heard it from it me. More. Yeah, fair uh, five. Bert, what's your recommendation besides <laughs> Monster? Um, I'll follow. <laughs> Low carb. Uh, I'll follow your. It has aspartame instead of sugar, so it causes Alzheimer's instead of diabetes. My Take your poison. I'll, uh, I'm gonna follow your lead because I couldn't think anything while berating Hoseon, um, and recommend a podcast I have been listening to for any Halo heads for any reason. I came across. I, first off, I don't like. 99% of streamers, YouTubers, podcasting, all this shit. Because I don't like the YouTube personality. Not just, hey, hit this, look and subscribe. Shit. I get it, dude. I get it. Like It's all about making a brand. It's all about money, whatever. I don't want to be a part of that. There's a podcast I found. I don't know how, but um, it's a strictly a Halo podcast. Every single podcast they do is about a specific um, item in the Halo franchise, whether it's a book, a game, a comic series, a graphic novel, shit like this. They go extremely in-depth with, like, the characters and the events and everything like that. They're as expert as you can get as just being a consumer. And it's incredibly, like, down-to-earth, chill fucking, um, like, uh, back-and-forth commentary and shit like that. Uh, it's called Finish the Fight Podcast. And, I mean, they, they have an Instagram, Finish the Fight podcast. They keep it updated regularly. I think they post a new episode, like, once a week, once maybe every two weeks. Something we are goddamn trying to achieve more than anything. But we're just fucking lazy. Um, mm -hmm. But they that's that's what I would recommend. If anybody is into Halo, also read the books and all that shit, and wants, just wants to hear Bander. And they're a lot like Hosey and shit. They, they want to get involved with the community. They want to talk to people. They bring up questions and stuff like that. It's such a similar... I, I like it because it's like great minds think alike. Like, I, I know that 24,000 people or 50,000 people want to watch fucking Ninja and his personality and the blue hair and shit. I don't like that. Um, so if you like the more down-to-earth thing, if you like... Just that fucking grumpy ass motherfucker that just wants to talk about the good and the bad of stuff, then they, they do a good job. So pick your three. It Love won't it. be mine. But after that. No, I, I, I feel like people have much more in common with yours than Hosey and I. I mean, Tom and I. Well, then join me. <laughs> I think our, our view, our listener base is much more into shotgunning fucking or ass chugging hey. Red Bull and shit. Well, you taught me a lesson. Quicker. I won't do it as much. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you're in the middle of doing it right now. Dude, you're vegan. You're a healthy vegan. I, 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 I Bio, the, don't don't listen to the guy that just eats fucking goddamn boiled hey, crawfish. I do that. I do what I do pounds. because I eat broccoli. Yeah, there you go. It, it all balances it's like, out. It, 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 it all about the trade-off. We we enjoy our life. Yeah, and yeah. I gotta eat grapes, okay. you know. <laughs> We're all gonna get run over eventually. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck yeah. Well, thanks for listening to this ten-hour podcast. <laughs> thanks, guys. I don't, I don't. I mean, it's still shorter than the Death Stranding episode. It's actually not. I think it is. It's not. The Death Stranding episode was less than this. It was like 10 well, minutes Well, that was less. 10 years we had to cover. 
and we did it in three hours. Yeah. <laughs> We're the fucking champions. But uh, Rest th- in piss, 2010s. Rest in piss, 2010s. Uh, do not come back over. We will not be talking. Good night uh, to every. Good night to nobody except 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Let's get Peace out. Peace out. Bye. Bye.